We're rolling. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 67 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We are sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. We're also sponsored by Black Belt Digital Media, digital marketing, excuse me. Anything you need to build your business, web design, Google ads, graphics, absolutely anything they can help. Check them out at bbdigitalmarketing.com. Uh, also want to give a, that, that same shout out that I gave last week about the GoFundMe for John Carlos, one of my old training partners. Uh, you know, he found out he got cancer. Things are moving relatively quickly. He's on his fifth uh, chemo treatment uh, actually as of yesterday. Uh, so I have the GoFundMe link in our IG. So if you click on that link, that link tree will open. And right at the top, I put his GoFundMe raise. Um, message me a, shot, a snapshot of your GoFundMe receipt. Uh, send it to our Instagram at Jujitsu Dummies, along with your full name, mailing address, and once we confirm, we'll send you out a podcast mug as a thank you. So, uh, just a little something to help him along. Last but not least, shout out to Hernandez Claims. George is a public adjuster who can help settle your commercial or residential insurance claim on you know on your behalf. He will work with the insurance company to get you the most compensation possible, uh, whether it's your business, your home, vandalism. He can help. So check them out at HernandezClaims.com. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt. I'm training out of South Florida. You can check me out on Instagram at UncleMiltyBJJ and at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. Bo behind the camera today. Yo. Miguel. Yo. Oh, you're not here, Miguel. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, no, Miguel is uh, just on the, uh, I guess his family's he's, like on the final throws of COVID, but Saturdays aren't always the best for him, so. He's just really tiny. He's, you can't see him. He's, he's there, yeah. Say hello. We miniaturized him. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump right in today. Joining us today, we have Caio Teja. I don't know. I always don't know if when I say his name. Should I say <laughs> it like I'm a Brazilian or say it like I'm a, like American with a bad accent? So what, joining us today is Caio Teja, black belt, multiple time IBJJF champ, Christina Barlan. Welcome, Christina. Hello. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. How do you say how do you say his name? I've heard you say it before and you say it really nice. I say Kyle Teha. Teha, okay. But I say it with I say it with an accent. You say it with yeah. the accent. You better say it with the accent. Do you still get well, to train with him a lot? Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like I started with him when I was a white belt. And so like, you know, starting up with him, then like I, I left and then came back. So yeah, it's any time changing it doesn't matter if like back when I was a white belt and even now it's like I'm still a white belt. I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I get that feeling a lot. I get that feeling a lot lately, especially between the holidays and now I've got an injury. I've been out for a couple of weeks and now I'm just like, oh God, am I remembering everything? You know, I know it's like a bike. Yeah. I'm going to get right back on it, but you know. It's like, so lame. I don't say lame because it's cool. But it's like, we're, we're only six months apart. He's only six months older than me. Yeah. But he's been a black belt for as long as I've been training. And there's literally nothing I can do to him, right? Like, yeah. he, there, he, like, he always has these injuries and he'll, like, tuck his hand in and he'll, like, <laughs> he'll, like and, he, and it's because he's not trying to be mean, like, the, well, okay, maybe. You know, he's not trying to, you know, fuck me, but he can't use the hand, so he'll tuck it in and then he'll, like, somehow sweep me without using his hands and submit me. Okay. So I have a really good story about that. And I really wish Miguel was here. And this is when I knew number one, me and Miguel were going to be friends. And I, he really, he, he stepped it up as a kind of jujitsu practitioner. So my, you know, my co-host who's not here, we were training one day, we were about to roll and he's like, Oh, my arm hurts. And he's, he's a white belt. I'm probably purple at that time. And he sticks his hand into his belt and he's like, come on. And I'm like, dude, you're, you know, you're hurt. Take, you know, take the round. He's like, no, nah, let's go. 
And I was just like, all right. He wasn't, it wasn't really him trying to be like tough. I'm going to kick your ass. It was just like, yeah. no, I want to train. He, he's fallen in love with jujitsu as much as I have. And he just really wanted to train. So I tucked one hand into my belt and I said, okay, let's go. Now let's do this, you know, just to <laughs> kind of give him a fair. So ever since that moment, I always knew I was just like, not only do I really respect this guy, but he really does love jujitsu. And I think that happens to a lot of us. We just, we just really fall in love. Yeah. Right. And we find our people, you're all like, yeah. We're gonna be friends you. now. <laughs> like you, I'm not so you. Much. you over there not so much, but you yeah, right. we're gonna be buds. That's like what I think what all like upper belts do, right? Like purple and up, we just find like like you're my white belt now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do that with my producer Bo, but he Bo does not train. We've been trying to get him to train, but he does not train. I told him I'd oh. love for him to be my first white belt. <laughs> I just do video. Bro, I just do up. video. <laughs> and his you personality. He's he's totally got that chill Brazilian surfer, you know, mentality. Like I don't I don't think he realizes how much he's going to love it when he eventually get him on the mat. Um, yeah, you know. Dude, Bo, we'll just stick a camera onto your head and then <laughs> yeah. you can record while you're rolling. Funny enough, <laughs> we've talked about that. I'm like, let's sketch you on the mat and let's just document it right from the beginning, like the first day, you know, that you're on the mat. I've got some mats in the in my garage at home and we're gonna be filming just like some little videos it's just and TikTok be, it, stuff. It, it so. just, it's in the wrong up. context, that you should not say that to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I got some mats in my garage and we can film some video. I call it my yeah. torture chamber. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure room. And yeah, it's, it's like great. What is that? The, the movie? 50 whatever uh, shades, 50 of gray. shades of gray. <laughs> and then he comes and picks me up in a van with no windows. You, know? <laughs> you can wear that special outfit you like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he just that. got delay response. He does look good in, in those real short shorts when oh, you cut the jean no. shorts really short. You this, know? We have to cut this off now. <laughs> anyway, I don't his, even know what we call his no like. I'm trying to imagine the bow. His no-gi outfit. <laughs> so so go, let, let's go back again. So how, how often do you get to train with, with Kyle? Do you, is it, are, you, you, are you a professor in one of his gyms still, right? I think I've seen so, you out in front of uh, one of the gyms doing one of your dances, which we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah, so um, – well, so currently right now, like I'm actually making the move to Florida to like this okay. panhandle area to oh, north, okay. um, northwestern tip, right? So I'm very far from you. Everyone's like, oh, oh I'm going to be okay. in Florida. I'm going to go visit you. I'm like, what part of Florida? Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like Miami. I'm like, yeah, that's like 10 hours away, yeah. <laughs> like a drive. Um, but when I was in California, um, I trained at HQ with Professor. So I was seeing him pretty much every single day unless he was out of town for a seminar or, you know, training camp somewhere else or whatever business stuff, but gotcha. pretty much every single day with professor on the mats. Um, would I get to train with him every single day? No, but was I getting instruction from him pretty much every single day? Yes. Right. So like, even if he wasn't teaching like the night classes, like maybe he'll come in for comp class or vice versa. Won't come in for comp class and then he'll come in for night. Um, he's pretty much on the mat all the time as much as he can, even when he's injured. So, yeah. like, so yeah. So, where are you in the panhandle? Whereabouts? Um, I'm in, like, the Pensacola area. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, apparently, this is called South Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, everybody here is like, we don't consider this word. It's just South Alabama. Like, noted. So, noted. How, how long have you been there now? Um, I got here in July. Okay. I, originally, I came here um, last year, January, for like three months um, because everything was shut down in California. I couldn't work. And I'm like, uh, they had me here for a seminar. I'm like, hey, we have an opening. You want to you know, teach for three months? And I'm like, 
yeah, I can't work in California. And then like, it's hard to book seminars. Mm. So yeah. So then they have, they like me and they're like, Hey, stay longer. I'm like, I got to go back. I got to get my second degree. I got to, you know, do stuff with my professor and seminars and like, okay, come back. And then, you know, so I did. And then they're like, Hey, what about staying? I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. I think I'm going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> is, right? this, is this just like, a, is it strictly because of COVID? Do you feel like you'll go back or is this, is this a permanent move? I think this is going to be a permanent move. Um, it, I got a good setup here. Um, I have a, like a really good like co-head professor teaching position, mm-hmm. and um, it's a slower pace. Like my when I'm, when I'm teach, um, training over there with professor over at HQ, it's like at least two to three times a day, five days a week. You know, um, training on the mat, and then um, and it's all focused on me. And there's a lot of commuting. Like I don't know how it is in Miami, but in Northern California, it's like you're spending at least an hour two hours in your car, just commuting alone. I've heard about you know, what, what, every single day. What's that major highway that everybody complains about? The I don't five, know California. The way. five to two Oh five. There's like that one oh, major highway. That's always like a parking lot or is that well, everything? Okay, so, yeah. It depends. So Southern California is way different from Northern California. Right. So I, yeah, I'm not too sure what it is. I think it's like the four or five or whatever, oh, okay. but in, in, in the Northern, like San Francisco area, it's like, there's ways you can avoid it, but no matter what, it's either you're like 680 or 101 or 580 or, and, and then just that area in, in general is super congested. Cause like, that's like Silicon Valley, like all the techies have taken over yeah. and, you know, and so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a good deal here. Like, you know, steady, steady, solid pay to, to do jujitsu and yeah. only focus on jujitsu. And then I, and again, I get to, you know, get my students to be better, which like is also super, you know, rewarding like that's the satisfying part that's the yeah dude i I traveled i've competed and that's all cool i can say that i did it right but now i'm like (laughs) i'm getting i'm getting old i'm like an old lady you know i look young but like jujitsu and like my actual age they've like aged me to like 67 yes (laughs) my joints are like please slow down yeah (laughs) i i sometimes I, I feel guilty that I haven't like ex- exposed. I'll do quote unquote exposed jujitsu a little bit more. Like this shit is hard on the body, you know. Like when I see when a parent asks me about jujitsu or like, hey, should I get my kid into martial arts? And I'm like, rah rah rah. I don't do a good enough job of being like, listen, you know, five days a week is a lot. If they want to be a pro or they want to compete, okay, you got to do it. But don't forget about the recovery side. Like I don't think yeah. that we talk about that enough. I'm 48. So I'm like, again, I no way. Like, uh, got a, a, like, I think I pulled a groin muscle and I'm like, could barely like move my leg without having like help it with my, with, with my, in certain positions. And we were doing like a lot, like a guard passing series. So I, I just got hurt by being a good partner. Like I was just using my legs, keep them away. And we were just kind of shrimping. And I was just like, yeah, something just happened there. And I kept on like an <laughs> idiot. I kept on training. And now I've been out for, this is going to be two weeks. And I'm like, eh, it's not getting better. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think that, you know, it's hard to be a coach and then tell like people don't train so much, you know, or hey, yeah. take the day off and go recovery. They don't want, they want you in, they want the belts on the mat. They want, and I understand that as a business person, but I don't think that we do a good enough job as a community of being like, even the kids, the kids have to recover. They should be getting, you know, maybe going to chiropractors and getting adjustments and getting massages yeah. even, you know, and ice and heat and all the other things that you got to do. Like you need to be doing that. Or in your 20s, you're going to feel like you're 50 and it's yeah. going to be really bad for you. And then you're going to have to stop. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I started jujitsu when I was 21 and like, I'm turning 36 this year, you know, like I'm 35, turning 36 and like, and I'm like, man, I can go, you know, especially when I was competing and like, even like my, my first year at black belt, um, that was like, I turned 30. So that's like, technically I qualified for masters my first year at black belt. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm like going against these like 20 year old somethings or like they've been training since they were like teenagers or kids. And I'm like, and I have to keep up with them. And I'm like grinding, like, you know, at that time it was like more like three to four times training a day, you know, like training in the morning, then you get like strength and conditioning, then you got comp class and you got night class, you know, and then, and then all while doing this, you're still trying to pay the bills, right? Like teaching classes all over the place. And then like, man, I was just like a knucklehead, you know, and, and like, yeah, you're going to start feeling it you know, you know, in your thirties, I'm like, nah, I'm good. And then literally in my thirties, like, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, damn, that happened a little quicker than I thought it would. It's you know? overnight. Like, it's an overnight right? thing. It just, <laughs> yeah. So now I wake up with like all these, like, Oh man, my knee's hurting. And then, you know, everyone's like, well, what'd you do? You know, I'm like, I woke up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Sadly, that's that's exactly <laughs> how it is. It's just like, hey, I look. I woke up this morning, and I my wife's laying next to me, and I said, "Did you hear me scream last night?" And she goes, <laughs> "What?" She goes, "What?" I had got I had gotten up to go to the bathroom, and when I laid back down, just the way I got back into the bed, I hurt that leg, and I had to. It, it hurt that bad. Ah. I could walk around. I could even. I'm fine. But if I move it a certain way, it's just like out. Like something is just injured there. And I, she's like, "No, I didn't hear you." But she started to laugh just like that. She's like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Yes." She's like, "You're just getting so freaking old." Like, like, what kind of question was that? Like, I, I don't know how to approach this. It's like, did you hear me scream? Like, is, there, is this a trick question? Was it like a scary scream yeah. or a Halloween uh, scream? No, or it was like it was a, a, agony, agony. <laughs> But I mean, I, again, you know, I started a lot. Of, I started right before my 41st birthday. So if I'm going to be I'm 48 now. So it's, it, 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 you know, again, it's hard to tell somebody like don't train. I don't think it's really like you need to tell them not to train. You just have to tell them to be conscious of your body. Your, you know, yeah. your body has a way of telling you, hey, slow, slow this thing down. Don't do this thing. And we just tend not to listen. And I didn't listen. The, 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 yeah. I knew something was like a little, something was up there. And then I just, I guess I aggravated you know, it. And now I'm going to be out. This goes for working yeah. out. This goes for any kind of working out or, or, yeah. or sports. Uh, recovery is part of the workout. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. 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 Like I, I tell my students, like you can, you can't overtrain, but you can definitely under rest, right. you know, right. like nice. train as much as you can train it. But make sure that you're, you're sectioning up the time for recovery or like even like men, your, your body's wrecked. If you want to like make it like an active rest day, like do something that's different or just straight up don't do anything. Like yeah. I, this is like the number one thing is because it's like, you know, I have students who see how successful I was like when I'm, when I'm competing and they see what I do when I train and how hard I push myself when I train, but they don't necessarily see the recovery side, yeah. you know? And they're like, well, I want to do what I want to do what KB's doing. I want to do what Christina's doing. I want to do what Fred's doing. And I'm like, okay, that means you also need to rest. You know, like I'm, I'm going to tell you right now is like, if, if you're, you know, you're, you're a blue belt, you're a purple belt. If you did what blue purple belt me did, you're going to be wrecked. And then you're going to be in the same position that when you get to black belt, you won't even be able to mm -hmm. compete at the level that you want. Yeah. And you're still young. So like, take your rest days, like don't do like 
four in a day and like by the last by the last training session of the day you're like trying to push yourself through it and you're like not even there mentally because yeah. then it doesn't do you any good you're gonna get hurt you're you're not you're not learning anything you're not helping your training partners either like man just take that hour off get a little bit more rest so I don't know, get a massage get some salt whatever yeah. pop an ibuprofen drink some water and you know <laughs> come back tomorrow like the mats aren't going anywhere and you're not going to get better in that one hour you know, like. There's a page that I follow. Uh, it's students of BJJ. It, he's a, it, it's got a good following and he puts out a lot of memes. And he's been doing just this series of just like kind of reality checks for jujitsu. And he's like, oh, you started jujitsu. Just know that ibuprofen's your new best friend. Something along yeah. those lines. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's. I discovered ibuprofen after my very first competition. I just completely killed myself. I was just like, wow, I just went too hard. I didn't understand how to like kind of conserve a little bit of energy for for the you know the the next match. And literally, when I was on my way home, I was like, babe, we got to stop and get some ibuprofen. And we stopped at the supermarket. <laughs> I even took like I had my my I got a I I medal I did double gold as a white belt. So I was always very proud of that. And I was only training for about six months. And I took a picture of the the medals, my belt, and the ibuprofen. <laughs> and I, that was I, I posted that that day. I was just like, yes, yeah, you know what? It's a great day. And you put then that boom. on the mantle in your uh, living like, room. These yeah. medals made possible by ibuprofen. So, so <laughs> do you? I have a friend that says, "Hey, do you eat your own dog food? Do you take your own advice about about the yes. recovery? Like, talk, talk, yes. talk to us about what you do for recovery." Hundred percent. You know, again, especially like. When I was younger, I was a knucklehead. I didn't take it too seriously. And then, and then same thing, like I'm trying to be a good partner. I'm not even training part, you know, I just, I'm just drilling the technique. And then I, I strained my SI joint, you know, just playing on top. And like, I was like, oh, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll just sleep it up. And then like the next day I couldn't get out of bed. I'm like, oh, wow. oh I should be fine. I kept trying to train and like, no, I strained my SI joint. And like, since then it's like, it's chronic pain. That was when I was a purple belt, like 2011. Right. So now you know, 11 years later, and it's still, it still haunts me. And it's like, man, if I had known better, it, and also along with the recovery too, keep this in mind too, is also like making sure that your mental game is on point too, because a lot of times it's like, if we're driven to perfection and if we're driven to like, no, I need to do this because somebody else is working harder. Even when you feel your limitations, like you I need to take a break, your brain will be like, but somebody else is training harder. Somebody else isn't taking a rest days. Somebody else is right. So it's like, it's, it's like, it was a two things. So part of my recovery is one, like if I need to take a day off, I'm going to take a day off. Um, if I feel like, okay, I can't do certain positions. All right. I'm going to drill and we're going to stay active and like really, really stick to it. You know, like, all right, I'm going to train hard Monday through Friday and then maybe some light rolls on the weekend or no rolls at all. Like depending on, on like if I have a camp going on or um, if, if it's just, you know, maintenance training, right? Like if I had a camp going on and for sure, like I have a tournament, I'm going to take those weekends very, very seriously. Cause again, we're doing two to three sessions, five days a week and like not that much rest in and, and, you know, that uh, two hours of that session is comp training and that's super hard on the body. Like get your recovery in. Do the strength and conditioning too. Not everything has to be jujitsu, although jujitsu is the best way to get better at jujitsu. But if you're thinking about competing, <laughs> make sure that your muscles are doing the right thing. You know, like don't try to compensate, you know, um, like with bad, bad movement, right? Mm -hmm. Like learn how your how your body works. You need to also just be in tune 
um, take CBD, Epsom salt baths, yeah. magnesium. I supplement like collagen, um, uh, what you call it, uh, protein and um, and BCAAs. You know, were like part of the regular regimen, and it's a good diet and staying hydrated, yeah. right? I feel like a lot of things can be solved preemptively, and then once you're hurt, that's like that's when it gets even worse, right? You're like more likely to throw yourself at the wall. And like, that's the time that you really need to kind of stay off a little yeah. bit and then know your limitations. So hundred percent, especially as I got older, yeah. you know, I feel like younger me probably wouldn't listen, but older me is just like, no, don't, don't do that stupid dumb stuff. Yeah. Right. I, I know for me, I've talked about this a lot recently on the show is I feel better when I'm lifting weights and it's not, I don't yeah. have to be lifting real heavy weights, but between lifting weights and because if I do like one day of jujitsu, Monday jujitsu, Tuesday workout, Wednesday jujitsu, Thursday, our, our, our school doesn't have a, a Friday adults class. So if I can just get Monday to, to jujitsu Monday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday, I'm working out with weights again, usually light, nothing crazy. I feel like number one, I'm better at my jujitsu. Obviously, I'm stronger. I'm 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 240 plus, so I'm already a big guy. So now I feel stronger against. We do have a lot of other big guys my size and, and heavier. Um, and my body, I feel like I recover better. Yes. I recover my recovery is better now. I've thought I've went back and forth on this. Is it just because I'm making my muscle stronger, or it's because I have forced myself to take a break between my jujitsu? Now, we do open mats on Saturdays and Sundays, so on a good week, I'll do Monday, Wednesday, at very least Saturday, sometimes Saturday and Sunday, but I just feel like I recover better, my jiu is better, and again, I'm trying, I'm going, been going back and forth on it, it's because I'm like making myself rest a little bit and not doing the jiu-jitsu, that you know, I'm not getting beat up and I'm not getting out of bed, oh, so sore in the morning, so I do feel better. What, what's your take on, on, on lifting weights and, and, yeah. and doing stuff like that outside of the gym? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really big on functional strength. Like, again, you don't even need to lift heavy. I, I do feel like you should have at least one, at least one weight training session where it's just, you know, strength based, mm -hmm. but a majority of your stuff should be functional. Like you're never, I personally am never going to bench press anybody off of me. Mm -hmm. Right. But I do like functional stuff where I'm learning how to like, okay, engaging the right muscles. So like. I can. My arms are not big and strong. They look good. Like they're all cut up. Like, hey, for the gram, right? You can see it right through the like, sweater. Yeah, you're so big and strong. And I'm like, I don't use my arms. And I'm using all this back here. And all that is like when I have like the weights, right? Then you learn how like, okay, I can't just yank stuff. I have to engage everything properly. And then it makes it easier for me to when I'm learning a technique or when I'm having to engage myself in the technique, I'm like, okay, I can feel what part of my muscles are working. And so now I know like I'm not forcing and I'm not sh using strength to make this position work. I'm literally stabilizing myself and I'm less likely to get injured too in the training. Right. So there's more stability on my joints. Um, and I do believe that, yeah, the recovery is going to be a little bit better. I feel like what, like better blood flow means, okay. you know, you're going to, you're more likely to recover. And then, yeah, when you feel that soreness, it's definitely a good check for like, all right, maybe not take it as hard today. And you can get a good like workout, especially with jujitsu without having to necessarily go crazy hard rounds all the time. So like on a day that you lifted a little bit heavier and your muscles are fatigued, that's a really good opportunity to not use strength in your training, but to actually really focus on doing the technique because your muscles are tired. Yeah. So even even that aspect of weight training will will force you to think differently. 
at the school that you're at now, are you teaching kids and adults? Are you doing both yes, classes? Yeah. 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 Every, yeah. I'm teaching everybody. Um, and, and here's the thing, like the, the school that I'm teaching at is it's a smaller school. This is a very family oriented area. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of military families, um, here, right. So you got like a, like the Naval base and they, and, um, I believe there's some, like there's some Marines in the area too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, and so, the school there is not competition based. We do have people who are like interested in com- competing and I've started a competition class and I've started adding like advanced classes, but majority is like, man, they just want to do it for hobby, self-defense yeah. for the kids. It's very self-defense and like play oriented, but they, but we do have like um, a more like, I guess, advanced or comp class for like the older kids or more advanced kids. And so they can train a little bit harder. Um, but it overall, it's, it's definitely more relaxed. So I kind of want them to start training a little harder, like just as far as like, hey, you know, you can push yourself a little bit more. Like, don't be afraid to like, you know, I I feel like they want to stop a little too short because they're too, they're, I guess they don't know like their limits yet. Right. And, and I guess, and, and, and not, not everybody knows to test it. So like, um, little by little, I'm trying to get them to amp up. Okay. Try to try to roll one more round, try to roll another round, try to roll another round, like, or at least at the very least do the specifics. Like don't, don't skip out on training. Cause that's the only way you're going to like get to really apply it. Right. So, and the kids are fun because, uh, like they'll just, they'll do anything that you tell them to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your video. I like, you had, uh, you got great social media by the way. I, so I, I definitely have always enjoyed your videos. Um, and you do, you did a, a couple of videos where, uh, you know, like things that the kids do, like, oh, you know, yeah. there was one, like you had the, the gi, the gi top on your head, you know, the little, the, those are hilarious. I, I know it's, it's so it's so hard to like, you got to keep them in line. And then you also have to teach like, I don't know how big your classes are, but you know, you've got these little kids and then you got to teach them and you got to kind of keep them like corralled and, you know, kind of paying attention. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what we've done too is like, you know, since so many kids were like, I want to balance on my head on the wall is now we've just turned it into one of the warmups. (laughs) This is a big brain, right? Like, (laughs) Hey, you want to go and try, you know, doing head balancing. I'm like, Hey, head balancing is actually something that's pretty useful in jujitsu. If you want to do like, you know, hop overs and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So like we do bridges and stuff like that. So a lot of the stuff that I've made fun of, at least like the headstands and like doing cartwheels, we just turned it into, into the warmups. So it was like, man, if you can't beat them, just join them. Right? Is there an age that you kind of, you feel like the, like a good age to start jujitsu? I think everybody has a little bit of a different opinion. I know coaches definitely have a different opinion than people that are like, yeah, put them in at any, you know, put them in at three and four. It's like, coach is like, oh, that's like too hard for me. Um, we have three different classes and one of them is a tiny, we call it the tiny pandas. Our mascot is a panda. Okay. So we have the tiny pandas. It's only a 30 minute class and they start at about four years old. So that class is for like the four to five year olds. And a lot of it is just like movement drills. Like they're not even really learning jujitsu yet. They're learning like how to have a good base, maybe Mm -hmm. how to break a grip and how to forward roll, how to backwards roll, how to stay on top of mount, how to be a backpack, you know? So it's playing, playing jujitsu for, for 30 minutes. And, and I, and I enjoy that. I think that's actually pretty helpful. Um, It's just like, I feel like a lot of parents, um, they want their kids to, you know, when they're like four or five, try to swim, like they try to get them swimming lessons or even some sort of like some sort of sport. Um, just because like, again, knowing where your body is in space and knowing how to move your body is super important. And even if they don't stick with jujitsu, 
um, I think like those little lessons, like will just keep them safer. Right. And um, so I'm totally okay with kids starting out at four, uh, four or five years old, but I can totally like see like eventually like when I'm getting older, I'm going to want to pawn that off onto like a, on like a blue belt or a purple belt. Be like, Hey, (laughs) you want to trade for free? I I (laughs) haven't, I haven't. Uh, trained kids. Uh, my very, when I first started, I was at a gym where a family friend opened a gym and it was very small. So I would help with the kids class and he was in law enforcement. So sometimes he'd be late or couldn't make it. And I would actually like open the gym either by myself or with his wife as even a white belt, but I would handle the kids classes. One of my favorite things to do was we used to have these little competitions. The kids would line up. If I could get a second person to do it, usually like somebody that was maybe coming for the adult classes and they were early, we just stand there kind of like slightly squatted like a tree and they had to like yeah. climb climb us yeah. around and we would do races. I used to love that. I, I very much enjoyed the training. So I, I haven't done that for years. Most of my time at my current gym, I've just been a student, not most of my time. My entire time at my current gym has just been a student. But I always look back at that. I would love to do that again, just like a time thing. But then I was yeah. training like two hours a day. I just started jujitsu. I didn't have the side businesses. Like I just had the nine to five. And then like an idiot, I went and just opened up all these jujitsu based businesses, t-shirt sites <laughs> and all this other stuff. Cause I had, didn't have enough to do. So I haven't really been able to do that, but I've even mentioned to my coach, like, you know, I'd really love to, to, you know, to coach a little bit here and there, but uh, just, I want I don't even want to get paid to do it. Cause I don't want to have like a, like you have to come on these days. Like, Hey, if I yeah. showed up early, could I jump in and help out with the kids class? That's, I prefer to do it that way. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So just pay me appreciation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, going back, I was going to say before, you know, one of the things with like kids is, and, and I and I always tout my my professor for doing this, is when he sees even like a teenager like who's really just like dependent on being like inverted all the time, he'll tell them, hey, be careful. Even his son trains with us. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you know Felipe and uh, and Sofia Amarante. Um, yes. You know Sofia? She's probably around your size. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's they've got their son, and he's just got he just got his blue belt. But he'll go inverted a lot and he'll tell him, like, if you go inverted like that, if you're always depending on that position, he's like, it's going to be really hard on you when you're older. You're going to mess up your neck. Like and like he I'm happy to see that he's conscious about that, where a lot of I've seen other professors that, you know, they're just like, just let them do what they're going to do. And and they're not taking into consideration like that, giving their student that longevity. Again, going back to what I was saying before, it's really you got to tell these kids like they have to be careful with certain things. And there's always some guy that's just like on his legs over his head on his neck. I just look at those guys and I'm like, oh, he has no clue how much no. ibuprofen he's going to be taking. No. <laughs> it was like, you know, like they have like these trends like on TikTok and real and they have like one where it's like, like a uh, present me. And then like, there's like past me yeah. and like past me is like learning how to do inverted. And then yeah. present me is like standing outside the window. Like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Gotta, please tag me in that. I've got to share that. <laughs> That's exactly how so, it is, right? Yeah, right. Because like, definitely, like when I I was a white belt, I I didn't know. No one taught me how to invert. Like I'm just super gumby bendy, you know, like fold all over the place. And as a kid, I was just super super bendy, anyways. So like, I, I talk about this now too with my students. Like it's crazy to think that like when I was a kid, right, and I was super bendy and flexible and like freaking pretzel, right, and then you know, adults would be like, oh, I used to be that flexible when I was your age. And I'm like, 
BS. No, you're kidding. You're just a liar, right? And now I'm at that age where I'm, you know, I'm looking. I'm like, oh wow, that that was real. Like, I'm I'm now at that age. I am I am officially old. Where I say like, when I was your age, I used to do that. And I'm yeah. like, damn. <laughs> like, and and like, and you know what? If I had not you know, abused my, my flexibility the way that I did as, a, as uh, when I was younger. And this is even like before jujitsu came into the, into the, into the picture. This is like even just dance, right? If I had not abused my body the way that I did with like limited knowledge of what I was actually doing and the trauma I'm causing, right? I probably would still have some semblance of like, I'm still super bendy, super flexible, right? But I probably would not have any injuries i probably be a lot healthier and so yeah adult me is saying like no don't do it you know <laughs> like don't don't hang out there like uh, like one of my one of my students is actually um the the the, the owner of the academy and he's also like the head professor right um his uh, he has he has three kids and the youngest one uh riley he's like 12 and he's doing wrestling and he's doing jujitsu and he's like small and he's bendy and he's just kind of wiry and like sometimes he'll he'll he doesn't invert too much actually. He likes being on top, he likes playing top game, but sometimes he will get bent up. And I'm like, Riley, don't stay there, don't stay there, you know, like you know, don't hang out on your neck too long, you know. And you're like, Oh, I do bridges. I'm like, e yeah, just if you can avoid it. <laughs> just send him that meme. There. Send him that meme. Yes. <laughs> don't get there. Yeah. Trust me, you'll know what I'm talking about when you hit 30. I know you're a long ways from there. Yeah. But like you want to do this forever, just just chill, right? It's like it's like breaking. Like, okay. It's like breaking your leg really slowly. Yeah, it takes yeah, twenty yeah. years. Yes, it, it takes is. twenty years to break. That's your a good leg. analogy. <laughs> that is really is. Were, were you an athlete as a kid, Christina? Were you were you somebody? Mm-hmm. I, I know I've heard you mention dance a, a little bit, um, but were you an athlete uh, growing up? No, <laughs> the first time anyone called me athletic was when I was like twenty two or twenty three years old, and that was when I was doing jujitsu because I I. I'm classic was classically trained in like ballet and jazz. Okay. I started off at age five with like Filipino folk dancing. And then like the next eight years, once, once ballet and jazz came in, it was like all classically trained into that. And then once like I kind of uh, phased out of that, which is kind of like, I don't know, there's like a lot of politics and drama in like the ballet scene. I was like, man, I don't really want to deal with this. Like, I love dancing. I've seen Dance Moms. My, my wife has made wanna... me watch Dance Moms. I get it. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that, you know? And then eventually I picked up like street style. So like I started break dancing and that's when more of like the, again, damage to my body that I didn't know that I was doing, like smashing my knee on concrete, like, oh, this is fine. I'm bendy. Right. So yeah. But even then, like it were, I got bullied. I was like, yeah, I got bullied. They were like, oh, you do that sissy ballet stuff. And I'm like, this stuff is really hard. This is like really, really hard. And like, oh no, just back then dance just didn't have the same amount of respect that I feel like it has now. Like I, like, I feel like it's super respected now, like it's, especially with social media and you have all like these competitions where like, it's actually kind of cool. But back then it was like, you're lame, you know? Yeah. So no one called me athletic. I wasn't good at any sports. Like if it required me to get a ball into a goal, forget about it. If there was no physical contact, I wasn't going to be good at it. Like I loved playing football as at like, like middle school, but that was just because I was a rough child. Like I was a kid that if there's any one kid that needed to be put into a martial art or any type of contact sport, it was me. And my mom's like, Oh, and that 
girls don't do that kind of stuff. There you have to be a lady. You don't you don't be wrapped like Jordan. Who's going to marry you if you're ugly because you break your nose, you know, something like, or you break your neck, then you're dead, then voila, no more, no more you, you're dead. Right. So I I wasn't able to like do sports growing up. Like I I, I think the closest was I did like one little season of like basketball in the third grade and I only did it because my my best friend at the time was doing it and whatever she did I wanted to do but I couldn't get the ball anywhere they're like pass the ball and I'd like throw it out of bounds I'm like, <laughs> like, like shoot it and then like the, here's the hoop and it's like off to the side and like I, I, I didn't have coordination but if I had my hands on somebody all day so no do you think Long like story a, short, has, <laughs> yeah. has dance helped you at all like you know I mean like we know like wrestling like I wrestled like for two years in junior high and I wasn't very good but I use wrestling moves I'm like oh I can use this here and I use cradles on people and use my forehead to tip them over like I, I just do these little things is there anything from dance that's helped you in jiu-jitsu 100 I, I mean like even if even if you come into a class with me, like everything is somehow I bring it back to dance or I don't know if you've seen any of my videos of me warming up right before. Yeah, I've seen the, the, I'm I've dancing. Seen the physically fit, physically fit. <laughs> but like I, I dance <laughs> right before I get onto the mat. I'm also dancing too. Like oh, yeah? in competitions. Oh, yeah, yeah. My head I actually wrote that down. I, I wrote that down to talk to you about because okay. I saw that video a couple of years ago, probably there's one, I think there's a famous one where you're just going off on the side of that. And I didn't realize it till after we booked the, the, uh, the, the podcast. I'm like, Oh, that's Chris. Oh my God. That's her. Cause I think I saw another <laughs> one of like, people get you on the sidelines. You have your, you've got your, your phone going or your head, your headset on and you're dancing yeah. off the side of the mat. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's part of like my thing. And so like, one, like when it comes to competition, like I've been in performing arts since I was five. So when I dance, that already pulls me into the mind, like I'm about to perform, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't matter that there's in front of people in front of me or that I have to I have to do something like I'm about to perform. So like music and dancing just gets me into that zone. Now on the training aspect, it's like the coordination, the timing, the rhythm. Like when I teach takedowns or when I teach like passing, I always say like, there's a very specific feel and there's a very specific rhythm. And if you're off rhythm, you're gonna have a hard time with, with this move. So you kind of have to practice, like even when I practice the drills of like reps, like bop, 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 like you're like, oh, it's like you're dancing. Like, yeah. And like, we joke about it, like, but you kind of are. It helps to have that coordination because then you don't have to work as hard or you have to compensate as much with like trying to like force the position because you just know how to place yourself there or even just how to, coordinate your body like if I tell you to put your leg a certain way or someone tells me put your foot here you know put your right foot here I'm not like <laughs> other, yeah. you know like when yeah, you get yeah. Napoleon Dynamite grab me with your hand no your other hand no my <laughs> other hand you know, like, oh, right so dance has definitely helped and then when I was a white belt you know and that was when people knew that I was break dancing they're like yeah you keep doing that break dancing back stuff that you're doing like the like when I would invert, that's what you were talking about. I was inverting to recover my guard and I didn't know that I was doing, but it was like this little like backspin thing. Yeah. And they're like, why are you break dancing? I'm like, I'm not, I just don't want you to pass yeah. my guard. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, break dancers, I guess, you know, like it's Gio, capoeira, Gio Martinez. Man. It's and, capoeira, that's all it is. Break uh, dancing no, is capoeira with some robotic okay. stuff. Yeah, I mean, with yeah, you can kind of look at that way, like that. I'm sure there's some aspects of break and, dancing. And, and modern, Whole story modern, about... Modern dance is jujitsu without the fighting yes. moves. Yep. Yes. <laughs> right? Um, cool story about Gio. Um, we actually used to 
dance with each other back when we were like in high school. Oh, really? That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So like <laughs> cool. we knew each other when we were in high school and like, so Mike, his, his crew was in Southern California and they're called freak show. Right. And then my crew was in Northern California and we're DSD one. So for a while we had like a cool little like friendship where we're like, Hey, you know, like let's like, let's enter like um, battles together. And then somewhere along the way, I don't know what happened, but then it turned into like beef. Yeah. <laughs> and so then like, then my, like my crew versus your crew and like, you know, and then we like we go to these like big tournaments, and they're like, hey, like calling you out. I'm like, and I'm just so, like, I don't, so is I this don't da- are these dance tournaments you're saying, or yes, like dance tournaments? So, dance tournaments. so did jujitsu come? Jujitsu came for both of you after that? Do you know if he was doing yes, jujitsu before? Like, so like, oh, so you guys knew each other before the jujitsu scene? Yes, that's crazy. That's that's what's crazy. Yeah, like we knew each other through big dancing, and then I didn't even know what jujitsu was. I'm pretty sure he didn't know what jujitsu was. <laughs> you know, like what we were like 17, you know, whatever, yeah. and um, 17, 18 at the time. Yeah, that was like junior, senior year. Anyways, um, and then you know, fast forward, and then I start doing it, and then, um, and then as I like, I saw like, okay, yeah, there's like. There's these uh these guys who had to do jujitsu and they also have a break dancing background and they're like oh who they're like yeah this guy named uh, Gio and he's got his brother like boogie man I was like yeah I know them I yeah, know them that's like crazy. my first time meeting um oh man my first time meeting Eddie Bravo was actually like for ADCC on 2013 in Beijing and there's a story before the story sorry but I'll tell maybe that story another time so like I had met him in the lobby and then we had this like interaction where he. It was a fair question. I'm an Asian girl in China. He doesn't know me, right? And and we're in the lobby. It's a public space. So he asked me, excuse me, do you speak English? I'm like, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, are you here for ADCC? I'm like, yeah. And then we like chit chat. And he's like, can I ask you some questions about like the, the housing stuff? I'm like, okay, cool. And I asked, I answered his questions. And then after that exchange, he goes, can I ask you another question? Yeah. It's like, why do you speak English so well? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only language I speak. <laughs> so so I had that interaction with him the first day. <laughs> like, and then the next day, like we saw each other at Wiggins and we started chit-chatting. And he was like, Yeah, and I don't know how we started talking about dancing. And he's like, Yeah, I got, you know, two of my students, you know, like they're break dancing and, and you know, I'm like, Oh, who? And he's like, Yeah, it's like Gio and his older brother Boogeyman. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I know them. He's like, you're like, really? I'm like, yeah, we used to dance with each other when we were like in high school. Small and world, like, right? Yeah. And he's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, man, we got to have some sort of jujitsu break dancing <laughs> video thing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I just met you yesterday, but sure. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. How do you feel about, you're talking about Eddie Bravo. I love to get people's take on the whole combat jujitsu. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is it something that you would ever do or have you? Uh, I don't think yeah. I would ever do it. See, I started off with Muay Thai before I, I even touched jujitsu, and I did I did Muay Thai a full full on year before I even you know tried jujitsu again. Well, I started Muay Thai, and then like maybe like a few weeks or like a couple months in, one of the um, like he started showing me like some jujitsu stuff. He's like here, and it was like nogi, and like he showed me how to do a triangle, and I'm like. I don't think this jujitsu stuff is for me. I don't like it. it. Doesn't make sense, right? Like you're telling me that I don't have to be big or strong, and I just need to use technique and leverage. But I call BS because I can't do anything <laughs> to you, right? So I was like, I think I'm just gonna stick to punching and kicking, right? Like I grew up like with like 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Jet Li, you know, like I wanted to do all this that doesn't stuff. Look like, like I wanted that. Van Damme. That yeah, that, like yeah, this. no, I want to no. knock somebody out with like a, you know, the turtle. Head Donatello is not doing this. No, no, no. I don't want something flashier. I want to KO somebody, right? And then, um, and so. It, it just like I, little words out of my mouth. Like I don't think this jujitsu stuff is for me, and Ouch. and then I did it for yeah, I did it for a year, and then like I had amateur fights, and then I then I picked up jujitsu, and my my you know my teammate convinced me to do it. He lent me his gi top. I didn't have pants, so I just had like grappling shorts. I had like the sambo style. Mm-hmm. Had to borrow a belt from the gym. Probably had, I don't know what spunk was on it, but I took it. It was gross, you know. You know, it wasn't it was just somewhere in the corner. <laughs> I never borrowed, and I oh god, I've never <laughs> borrowed. Other than my coach giving me something that was clean, yeah. even if it was his old stuff, I would never put it on. Never put on no. the gym gear. No, and then like I had that class, like oh my god, I should have been doing this the entire time. And then like more and more, I was just like, yeah, I really don't like getting hit. I like hitting people, but I don't like getting hit in the face. Well, that's at pretty all. Common. Like it's just, that's... yeah. And then, and then, and then like I start, you know, connecting even more is like, I really like hugging. I, I yeah. think I'm a very physical person. Like as a child, I was climbing on people and I wanted to wrestle everybody. I'm like, I should have been doing this the entire time. And so I don't think I would ever do combat, but you know what? I'm going to tell you, there's something very satisfying about an open hand slap. (laughs) (laughs) I think these guys are getting hip to the game though. Like with kind of like the the, the way that the palm palm strike, which is almost like a, you know, essentially like a punch or there was, there's a video recently. uh, I don't, it was like the second or like maybe two EBIs ago. Um, not EBI, two combat jujitsu events ago where the guy just like lifted his both hands and it's like slapping down on, on his opponent. Oh, that's donkey a McGregor. It's called the McGregor. The col- the, <laughs> the, the oh, col- I would yeah, call probably. this a Donkey Kong. Oh, God. And then- yeah. <laughs> See, I, I never minded. My, my first gym, we did a little Muay Thai and I, you know, definitely a little, two days a week we did like our no-gi days. It was uh, Muay Thai class and then we did, we just rolled right into a, essentially like a no gi, but with stand up. So, you know, we would start with our gloves or grappling gloves on. I love those. I love, I did. I love, I liked Muay Thai. I got into it because I loved boxing and my dad was a huge boxing fan and all that stuff. I won't go into that. Uh, but I, I like that part. But then when it was just like, Oh, and then I get to take them down too. I get to, Oh, I get to take them down and then continue on the ground. I loved that part. So I do miss those days. Cause now I just do, you know, jujitsu, mostly yeah. gi jujitsu. But uh, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind it. It's um, I get you know if I was getting hit by a pro, it's one thing. But you know when you're fighting other white belts that are learning, I kind of like it. It was like it hit a button for me. Like I would just be like, oh god, I just got hit. This is great. Let me. And then I'd maybe yeah. go a little bit harder. So I, I found it fun. But again, I've never trained with any pros. Yeah, I feel like I could just I could train it for fun. You know, once in a while, like maybe if I have a friend who's getting ready for a fight, mm. like like when like when Aaron, like when Aaron was getting ready for like grandma and she was like, hey, like come come train with me over. Um, she was still at Black House at that time, and then Aaron you know, so like rolling. Aaron Hurley, yeah, Aaron Hurley, okay. yeah. Oh, oh, Hurley, Hurley, Hurley. Okay. Aaron Hurley. Yeah. We've had oh, her yeah. on. We've had her on the show. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, when I was, you know, just messing around with her, and it's like, okay, so we roll, and then like it was just like rapid class. Was like, do you want me to like just kind of paw at your face? Can I just slap to make you? Him? Can I? <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was just like, okay. And then like, I'm like, you know, like I felt like a little cat, like, you know, I, I don't think I could ever do more than that. Like if it's to help somebody cool, I don't think I would ever want to put myself through the training though. It's like, again, I'm getting older and I don't, I don't, 
particularly like getting hit. Yeah. I like having my faculties about me and not being concussed due to head strikes. <laughs> hey, Christina, real quick. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to do some shout outs to some of our sponsors. So uh, we'll be right back. Okay. Don't go anywhere. All right. Thank you to DD214 Fightwear, gear for patriotic rollers. Visit their website, dd214bjj.com, and get 15% off your online order with code JJD. And check them out on Instagram at dd214 underscore fightwear. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, and CCTV. Check them out at feitoitav.com and let them know the dummies sent you. Special thanks to Fightback CBD. Go to fightbackcbd.com and check out their growing line of CBD products. Find the best solution for your CBD needs and use code JJD to get 20% off your next purchase. Visit them on Instagram too at fightbackcbd. Special thanks to George Hernandez, Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage to your residential or commercial property in the state of Florida from flood or fire, storms, theft and vandalism, even sinkholes, just to name a few? Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at HernandezClaims. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around, Christina. So we were we've been talking a little bit about uh, about like your start in in, in jujitsu and uh, and well, really you started with Muay Thai. So tell us how did you get? Because I, I know just personally, just come from following you online and hearing you on other podcasts, like you definitely prefer the gi, right? Yeah. You're definitely more of a, of of a gi. Uh, a competitor. Uh, do, will you compete no gi though? I, I mean, I've seen you on the match no gi, but yeah. it's not your preference to be out there in a, in a no gi competition. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've found that I have to be at least now in, I, there's like definitely an evolution because again, like when I was younger or like even like at white and blue belt competition was competition. Jiu-jitsu was jujitsu. Like I just wanted to be on the mat as much as I possibly could um, all the time. And then, um, but it was kind of hard, like at the bigger tournaments, especially as like a blue belt for Nogi, because at that point they still had blue and purple belts together for IBJJF. And then so I was like, man, this is kind of hard. Like, you know, um, couldn't test myself realistically. And then like, as I got further, further more, I was like, I kind of, I guess, lost my love for Nogi as much. And I think that's just because I had like, when I was in teams, I when I was in Arizona too, like school was very like, gi heavy gi lovers and like we did have no gi i think we had it like twice a week you know and and i would do it just because i wanted to train but like as i started competing i started i guess i had a lot of negative experiences attached to no gi competitions as opposed to like the gi right the gi always felt safe it always felt like that's why i started and when i had all these like negative um um, experiences and not, not necessarily due to jujitsu. It could have been other stuff too. And it just so happened that it was, you know, forcing myself and pushing myself to do these like uh, nogi tournaments. And then it felt like I got to a point where I was doing it out of obligation as opposed to actually wanting to compete. Like, I don't want to compete. I'm just doing it because I feel like I have to. And, and then I was getting injured. I was getting hurt. Um, it was hard to get through the training. It was hard, like, 
getting through like the losses too, you know, like, man, like I know I'm better than this, but like having that huge mental block um, there. So I kind of like made this uh, agreement with myself that's like, unless I am mentally prepared and okay to handle like the training and like everything about like going to a nogi competition, I'm not going to force myself to do it. Right. And I feel like I, I've gotten that to that point with, with jujitsu, doesn't matter gi or nogi, but particularly nogi. Like I can't force myself to do anything. I am more likely to get hurt in nogi training than I am in gi training just because the lack of grips, it's a lot faster. I also feel like I have less training partners, nogi, um, because the just not having the gi makes it harder to work with people who are bigger and stronger, right? At least training realistically. I don't I don't ever want to take away from someone else's training, even though I know I have a lot to offer, but I can't offer a certain amount of pressure. And I also know that person is going to be con- is going to be considerate. They're not going to try to hurt me. Um, they have to work differently. But at some point, it's like I I feel like man, like I just can't keep up. Either I'm in pain or um, it's it's just not falling through. And then having that mindset, like man, today was more of like an L today. Like even yeah. though I know that there's definite wins, it wears on you mentally. And then it starts showing physically, and then it starts manifesting. And then you get to the to the day of the tournament. Like I've had, like the last time that I competed at Worlds, um, Nogi. Um, I had two panic attacks that day, one of them being right before I stepped onto the mat. And I'm like, this sucks. Right. Yeah. And, um, and granted, like there's a lot of stuff going on and I'm like, man, I associate so much of stepping on to compete Nogi with that panic attack, even though it's like, it's not happening, but like, I'm freaking out and there's absolutely no reason for me to be other than like my, my nervous system is just shot. So, um, can I train Nogi? And prepare for a tournament for as long as I'm in the right mindset. And I know I'm just going to have fun and there's no pressure behind it. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely do love training Nogi, but I just have to be training for the right reason. Because if I'm just training because I feel obligated, no, nah, I, I don't, I don't have fun. I get hurt. And I don't think, I don't feel like I'm a, I'm a good person to be around if, um, if I'm not in the right headspace. Cause then that just, people can feel that energy and, 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 you know, your training partners and your students and, and like they they deserve better than yeah. that, you know, at least I feel. But nowadays it's it's a lot more positive. I have a lot more respect for the gi as I get older because I can control the pace with the gi more. Just the fact that I yeah. can grab somebody's leg or their pant, you know, grab a, a collar. I can control the pace, especially if I'm injured or my cardio is sucking right now, which is almost always um, I can I can control the pace. And I can, and and because I'm usually a bigger guy, especially in my gym, I I, I know that I can control the pace of the faster guys, of the younger, faster yeah. guys. And then there's like, you know, and those guys that that they do love to train no gi, they're like, hey, hold, how come I can't move into this position because I have your gi right here, you know? I've got That's your so funny. Around the back, yeah, no, you're not going that way. So I, I do love that aspect of it. And as I get older again, just ha- I, I'm learning to respect it even more and more. That's so funny that you say that, like, you as a bigger guy, like, using the gi and the lapels to slow down people who are, like, smaller and faster. And then me, as a smaller, not strong person, like using the lapel of people who are bigger than me so I can attach. Like, a, yeah. one of my one of my <laughs> students today is like, yeah, she's like some sort of evil backpack. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, she got my lapel yep. and I thought I could. It's like, I, 
she's, he was trying to explain this to like a purple belt. This guy was a brown belt, you know. He's like, me and my friends, I'm actually gonna have dinner with uh, with him and his girlfriend tonight. And like, he's like, yeah, like one of my first times rolling with her. I was like, oh, okay, well, she's smaller. I'm like, all right, you know. And then she attached like an evil backpack. And I was like, oh no, no, no. And then I I tried throwing her off, and I couldn't, and it just it made the choke worse. And yeah. and it's like that's what i absolutely love about the gi is that it enables everybody to be on the same level fit like doesn't matter if like you're bigger and and um and you want to slow down someone who's smaller and faster it doesn't matter if you're smaller um and you want to use that as as a form of like leverage or attachment so that you don't have to use as much strength or you're not getting ragdolled all over the place you know like we can we can play the same game but we can approach it very differently all just because of the gi and there's like so much creativity with that too like like granted there's a lot of creativity in no gi too right yeah Um, oh absolutely yeah but i feel like there's just even more opportunities because of because of the lapel right i mean people are just inventing stuff all the time you know and they're like hey what what if i just put it over here or what if i so it seemed like when i when i said as a bigger guy that i like that it it seemed odd to you right you're saying it's like oh it's kind of odd to hear a big guy talk like most of the time we're going to talk about like smash and pass so there's a very specific reason at least for for me for that is because um i there are some large men my size and bigger in my gym right now uh they've i've had others come and go but um i'm probably the one that's lasted the, <laughs> the longest you know at, at brown i've been at my school since blue and but there's a very specific reason because most of the uh, the, the people that i roll with are usually smaller or have less experience i'm almost always going to pull guard on them because it's number one, it's no fun for me to just smash and, and lay on top of them. Yeah. Um, and it's no fun for them. And I do. I'm somebody who, as a business owner, I do understand the business of jujitsu, and that if I'm beating up everybody that comes through that door, I'm not helping my coach build his business because then they're not learning. Plus, then you're the gym asshole because then you're just always the guy that just smashes the little guys or the or the less experienced guys. So my mindset is very much different. I'm going to with this particular person. I'm going to work on my, uh, on my, on my defense, and I'm going to pull them on top of me. So I'm going to let them come, and I'm not going to just let them do whatever they want. I'm going to work my defensive tactics. But if I'm, if it's a bigger guy, believe I, there's a, there's a guy in my gym right now that's 300 pounds, and he lost 40 pounds doing jujitsu, and I've had him lay on top of me. I've had him in like I did what I I put somebody into my lockdown. I'll get a nice lockdown and then I'll let them work and try to get their leg out. And I had him laying on top of me that day and I couldn't do a thing. I was just like, I couldn't get my, my arm and grab his gi. Like I know I couldn't get under his leg. Yeah. It was like, I was just under there going, yeah, now I know how those little guys feel. So I respect and understand that part. And I just use those opportunities to work on them. So as a bigger guy pulling guard, I, I rolled with uh, with a, an ex UFC fighter, and he's been on the show a couple of times. And we, we were at the gym. He came to visit, and I pulled guard on him. And he's probably he's probably like one eighty five. And again, I'm I'm like two forty. And I I Jim Allers. I don't know if you know Jim Allers. Again, he was uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, he he competes. Uh, he's been on on fight to wins, and he he did fight in the UFC. Um, I pulled guard on him, and he just looks down and he goes. I did not expect you to pull guard. <laughs> you know, he's, he's thinking I'm going to like, you know, try to double leg and, and just smash and pass. And I was just like, I'm just so used to that. And I did kind of look at him like, am I going to really like try to like 
you know, double leg this guy. And I was like, let me just pull guard and let's get this to the ground quick. I mean, he's a much more experienced fighter than me. But yeah, I, I'm doing it for a very specific reason. I, I love the smash and pass and I'm, a, you know, I, I can do that. But it's just no fun for the other guy. And I do want to have fun with my jujitsu. And, and I'll take every opportunity to say, even in a bad position, I'm learning something. So yeah yeah and and that's always great like that's like one as like kind of a good training partner kind of like good good acknowledgement like sometimes like you know one of the videos i post out and i feel like that's like i don't even i don't even say controversial that's like a weird word to say about it but like i feel like the video that i put out that got the most like i guess it triggered a lot of people where it's just like i put something on here and like you know like the person that's like over like uses too much strength overly aggressive guy like you know, like walk the other way. Like I, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that I'm not ever going to like train. It's like, but like, you gotta think about it. Like I'm not, we were like, Oh, so that means you don't train with anybody. You're not going to train with anybody who's stronger than you. You're not going to train with everybody. Like, no, I can train with people who are stronger than me. I don't want to train with anybody who's going to hurt me. Yeah. You know, I like, and, and like, this isn't to be like an exclusive thing. Like, Oh, now you have to sit in the corner, but it's more of like, Hey, if people don't want to train with you because they're getting hurt, that's something for you to kind of step back and be like, is there something that I can address or something that I can do differently? Because you can still get a really good amount of training without having to use 100% of your strength or, again, use your strength where it's appropriate. Like, dude, if you're 200 pounds and you're going against, like, someone who's, like, 140, you know, or or even, like, 150, like, why are you why are you cranking on stuff? Like, there's no there's no need, like you got your position. There's no need for you to, you know, drive into someone's rib or there's no reason for you. Like, like there's no need. You're just going to, you're just going to get to that point where people are like, Oh yeah, that guy goes too hard. Or he goes like every, every round is like the, like the finals of worlds. So I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. Like, then like, and it's like fundamentals class, right? Like, why yeah. are you going so hard? Like, dude, your training partner's like a white belt and he's got like two kids. He's got a nine to five and you're trying to train like it's the finals of worlds. Like save it for comp class or save it for the advanced class or, yeah. You know, train that way with someone who can match, who can match that energy, not with a guy who just got off like his, you know, got off work. I I think we all know, know? too, like when I when I go to my gym, I know the guys that roll hard. I know the guy that I might want to stay away from tonight because I'm not feeling so well or something's hurt. I'm like. I know he's he doesn't have a you know it's, it's you know I I, it, I think it takes you to get to like purple belt before you start to really truly do the thing that we say that you're supposed to do which is you know kind of leave your ego at the door. It's not so easy. It's not even easy yeah. when you're brown and black and like sometimes it happens. Sometimes it's just that one guy that you know you want to beat or rolls hard with you and and you and, and just escalates right. But yeah. I think there's a point at that purple belt where you start to kind of go all right. I could put myself in a bad position and it's not the end of the world. Now yeah. there's the whole other side of this too is, and you said this before, like it sounds like you're in a gym where it's mostly hobbyists, right? It's kids and hobbyists and it's people that have, I have to go to work the next day. I can't, you can't hurt me. Uh, I'm not doing ju- this part of jujitsu is not how I make my living. I, you can't hurt me because I have to go to this regular job tomorrow and the majority of jujitsu is like that, right? The majority of students don't compete or aren't trying to take this to a higher level as far as, you know, making money from this, this being their career. So you have to be conscious of that. Uh, I've wrote, uh, there's somebody very specific at my gym who we used to have some battles and we used to kind of get into little like, you know, pushing arguments once in a while, like you went too hard or you did something wrong. And he recently was just like, I'm, he's acknowledged that and said like, I'm just not like that anymore. And why? Cause he's older 
He's got injuries yeah. and he's realizing like he can't do that with everybody. So yeah. th there comes a point and it purple and he's purple belt. There comes a point where you really, truly start to go. I can really leave the ego at the door. Now I'm, I'm saying that and I'm still not great with it. I might give up position, but I'm really horrible at quote unquote, letting somebody submit me, like yeah. really letting them take it all the way. I'll let them get really close and then I might fight back really hard. And that's still something that I battle with. I had a coach one time, he was a brown belt coach. And the first time I ever rolled with him, I just went after him. I got him into a north-south, and I submitted him. And I realized as soon as it was over, he was just smiling. He's like, that was great. He's like, I'm like, he just totally let me do that. His mindset was, let me just let him get it out and let him submit me so then we can have fun with jujitsu. Because now I wasn't thinking about, oh, my God, I got to submit this guy. I realized yeah. he taught me, it, even though he let me win, what he taught me was, Hey, look, we're just going to, we're going to train some jujitsu and you might catch me and I might catch you. But he yeah. let me kind of impose my game, gave it to me. And it was kind of like, all right, bud, you got that out of you. He didn't say it, but the body language is like, you got that out of your system. Okay. Now let's roll. Now let's roll that you've got it out. And like, you're fearing of uh, like how bad this is going to be, or I'm going to beat you up. You're going to beat me up. And I, that, that taught me so much in one role and it was so much of it was unspoken. And then we just had some really competitive, fun roles and you know, he tapped me a lot, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but I, it takes a long time for people to get there. And I, I still something that I battle with. I'm talking about it. Like I do it perfect. I don't, I'm, I still have it. So once in a while I drag that ego onto the mat and there's, you know, I come back and I'm like all healed, nothing hurts. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the hammer today, buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Today's the day. yeah. <laughs> today, today's the day I'm going to get you. And then, and then that can go away real quickly with just one role with your professor, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, like, and that's the great thing about jujitsu is like, it doesn't matter. Again, like, like I walk in, like I didn't understand. It's like I've been a black belt for over six years, you know. Like I've won a bunch of bunch of things. It's just like, dude, on any given day, someone could submit me. Someone could put me in side control, and I won't be able to get out. I'm like, Ugh, you know, like a little squished bug, right? Like, but like I. Again, like my priority is like I just want to get hurt, and like between hurting, like between a bruised ego or like a torn something or a strained something, I'm okay with having a bruised ego, right? Yeah. Like take, you know, I'm gonna take my L's where I have it. And 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 one of the things too with jujitsu is like why I feel like people stick with it, right? So long and like why they get so I guess like I get gum ho about it and. It's like you don't get like that immediate like instant gratification like you do with like kickboxing or, or boxing. You're like you punch somebody and you're like, you feel good. You kick somebody, you feel good. Right. Jiu-jitsu, it's not that obvious. Right. When you make your your, you know, you get your W's, like when you get your wins, like, like you finally get a sweep. Like it takes a while for you even just to get that sweep. And it's so it's so important, especially I feel like as a, like as, as an instructor, as a professor, it's like. I need to make sure that my students get to celebrate those things. So like, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll um, play possum or I'll like, I'll like, Hey, like, Hey, get that, like take advantage of this grip right now. And then they go. And I'm like, damn, that was a really good sweep. You know, like, you know, cause we want to encourage them because you need some sort of reward because otherwise if, if they're waiting for, you know, to be winning every single round and not getting submitted to be the reward, then they're never going to, they're never going to feel good. Or, you know, if they're coming in and they're, losing every round in training they're never going to get that gratification reward like man why do i do this i'm just sucking all the time like no man it's like it's like little wins right little little wins like oh maybe i did a grip different or maybe i didn't get arm barred as quickly or maybe i got out of something and um and it's super important that we we kind of like we foster that right yeah. like again either i'll let them sweep me or like you know especially, especially with the kids especially with the kids it's like you want to build their confidence up you know and like, of course, like when I go, like, 
when I train with my, my, with my women students and my, my men students, like I, there's like, there's also a very different approach too. Right. Like, like with, with the guys, it's like, I have to enforce, like you can't use strength. Like you're using all your strength right now and you still can't get out of side control. Use your technique. Right. And then when I'm, you know, training with the women, I'm like, Hey, use your legs, push, like, don't be afraid to push me. Don't be afraid to like, you know, like use your body. Right. It's, it's almost like, I don't say we're teaching them separately, but like, or differently, but it's like, we're teaching them to engage, um, in a, in a different way where it's like, where women, it's like, you're, I guess, like you're encouraging them to be empowered. And with men, it was like, we're kind of encouraging like, Hey, use a different tool. Not everything has to be a hammer. Right. Yeah. This might be a screwdriver job or this might be <laughs> yeah. like a, a needle nose plier. Right. Yeah. This is not a sledgehammer or, or, you know, Right. How, what, are, what are your thoughts on, and I mean, every school is a little bit different. What are your thoughts on men and women training together? Do you, you know, like in my school, we used to absolutely train together and now we do split off. Um, the, the women's and the men's classes have been in like different sides of our gym, like literally walled off on a, that. We have like kind of two mat sections, but, and sometimes we'll train together, but we like put cones on the mat and there's women on one yeah. side and men on the other. What, what's your take on that? What do you guys do in your gym? Co-ed training is super, super important. I, I absolutely 100% believe in co-ed training because everybody has something valuable to offer, right? Me as a woman, even though I'm smaller and I'm not, I'm not super strong, I am going to present way different problems to like my male counterpart um, that another, another like male training partner would not be able to present, right? Like um, off the bat, like I'm a little bit faster, I'm a little bit more flexible, I'm, you know, in this case, I'm more experienced than all of them. So like they have to, they're, they're forced to train differently with me. Like mm -hmm. they have to, like, you can't, you can't train with me the same way that you would train with like a white belt guy, your same, same weight, um, or someone bigger than you. Like there's, there's ways that you have to train differently. And it's super important that you learn different ways to train because you can't approach like, oh, I'm just going to do the same thing with everybody. That's not how it works. Especially if we're thinking about like, man, do you want this to be realistic Right. Um, like people are like, man, you know, um, like the realism of jujitsu, it doesn't necessarily come from a goal of real, in like, in a street fight, someone's going to punch you or someone's going to start. Like, it's not necessarily that, but the realism as in person needs to be re reacting a certain way and you need to respond to that. You know, you need to respond to that stimuli, right? Whatever it is that they're giving, you need to respond to it. So I'm going to present some problems and then, and you're going to present some problems to me too, that like, like you are going to challenge me differently than again, another woman would challenge me. Like maybe I won't have to worry about as flexibility with you, or maybe I have to worry about more pressure or I have to worry more about your grips where with someone else, I'm going to worry about their legs. It's super important that you have that. There should still be, um, I think a separate class. I don't think men and women should train separately altogether. Like you have them on different sides of the mat, but there should be a dedicated class for women because that's super important too, for kind of building that sisterhood and building that comfortability. A lot of women have a hard time coming onto the mat because one, they feel like, Oh, I'm the only one here. They feel out of place. And so just having that women's class gives them a place to feel like, Oh, I belong here. And then that's a really, really good way to kind of encourage them to like, step into like the co-ed classes where they can kind of challenge themselves even more. The hardest part for women is always just getting them onto the mat. You yeah. know, not all of them need that women's class, but just having it available is an extra perk. Um, and I feel like every school can, can benefit 
by having a strong women's program. You don't necessarily need to separate everybody, have your co-ed classes, but just have that one separate class for them um, so that they can build and, and empower themselves. Because um, I feel like most women come in, not just for the jujitsu, but particularly for the community that they can get. Yeah. And they get even more empowerment from that community. We have, I think, we have on any given day more women train in our gym than men. More women show up. There are sometimes that the guys' class is so small that they bring the, like we just do it all. We'll do it all together. Um, my gym has done a really good job with uh, Sophia. Runs like a kind of like a fitness class. So yeah. she's, I would say, seventy five percent of the women that train at our gym they had their kids in the school first. So the yeah, kids yeah. trained, and then they got the women on the mat. And a lot of times they got the women on the mat through the fitness stuff, which the guys just have not responded to. But they, she does a, <laughs> a, a female-only fitness class. And then they're, they're almost all of them trained jiu-jitsu as well. So those classes are, are some of the biggest. It's been a great way for them to to get, yeah. you know, to, to build that part of our, our school. And, and even before all the craziness that happened within the jiu-jitsu community with, you know, kind of the, the sexual assault issues and, and things like that that happened um, – they were doing this. They, we had we had split the women off, so it wasn't like a reaction to things that were happening. But they yeah. they, they split them off, and and they've just built it. And and our coach is he's always posting. He just posted the other day. He's like, "Come on, guys, you got to step it up." And then it's like pictures of a women's class or a bunch of the little girls that are training. It's like they outnumber us in our in our school now. And, and hats yeah. off to them. You know, when you have a husband and wife team like that, it, it, it's yeah. You know, people feel really comfortable about bringing their daughters and and them training yeah. themselves when and when so there's a female presence. Amazing. Yeah, she's an amazing leader in in the women's jiu-jitsu community. Like I I remember, you know, watching her, you know, compete, you know, when as a, you know, I was still what like maybe like a blue belt when I'm seeing her compete as a black belt yeah. and I'm just like, dude, she's like badass, right? And like and then and then you see that, you see that good leadership and and good good female uh, good female leadership, it like it trickles down. Like again, it makes everybody feel empowered, right? It's kind of like when you, uh, you when they introduced wolves back into like Yellowstone Park, right? <laughs> right. So you have like this awesome like she wolf, right? And then it gets like the other wolves to come back, and then like the whole like the whole ecosystem thrives. Yeah. And like essentially, that's what happens when you have um, one strong female leadership. And you have um, like a strong presence, especially like having um, a female instructor as like a head professor um, teaching not only just female classes, but also co-ed classes as well. Like everyone benefits from that. Right. It brings more women in. Like the women know it's a safe place. The guys also know it's a safe place. Like and and um, and, and the guys and being better for it, too, like. They are great training partners. Everybody can train with each other. And then, of course, we can split off, too. Like, when we have comp class, we'll, if, if we can, we'll separate, like, the women on, like, on one side and the guys on one side. And, we'll, and the guys will still also be split up into, like, different weight groups. Yeah. So it's, like, everyone can train with, like, an appropriate, like, um, realistic setting, especially for competition, right? Like, I'm not going to fight against any guys in tournaments, like, anymore. I did when I was, like, a white belt, but not anymore, right? <laughs> so it's, like, it's good that we can have each other. And then there'll be other times just like, okay, well, we have like a black belt female who's kind of like in like the middle heavier heavyweight like um, uh, weight, but like all the other women are like feather or like light feather, like doesn't make sense for her to stay there. So then we'll put her in with a different group of like the guys of, of equal, of like equal size and strength because she's a black belt and she can do that. So it's like, there's always ways to like make it work. And then again, like as you get like progress higher, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to um, 
you're going to want to try and train with as many people as you can, but you should not feel obligation at all. Like if someone makes you feel uncomfortable or like, man, I got an injury or whatever the reason is that is personal to you, you don't have to tell anybody. You don't feel comfortable training with anybody. You don't have to train with them. Like you can definitely be a particular, and this is for guys and girls, right? Um, but even more so like at the lower belt, you should be like, hey, you know, like instructors should be looking out for them. Like, especially like the white belt females and then even like white belt guys too, like, especially if they're smaller, you should be looking out for like, Hey, that's not a good partner matchup there. Like here, let's, 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 you know, a let's good do coach some... is going to do that though. Yeah. A good coach is going to grab you and say, now, you know, again, my coach yeah. Felipe will say, find someone that's appropriate for you. You know, when he yeah. sees like a, a 300 pound white belt with a little skinny white, belt, that's not appropriate for you. And, yeah. and again, I'll jump in with that. I'll be like, big guy who, Big guys who want is there are there any big yeah. guys here that want to you know like come come here yeah. I'll I'll roll with you, but uh, yeah he's done a, a great job of like hey no this isn't this matchup is yeah one guys up here one guys like no this isn't an appropriate matchup yeah. you know yeah uh, at really yeah. any point yeah I'd be okay with it if like one of them was like an upper belt one's a lower belt you know then mm -hmm. there's like a teaching opportunity there too especially in the fundamentals classes fundamentals classes is I think that's the time that I I really try to push more like diversity and training partners, like train with everybody, try it on someone bigger, try it on someone smaller, try it on someone who's like the same close in rank, try it on someone who like, like really outranks you, or maybe it's like a little bit lower. And like, cause so, so everyone has a chance to be like, there's like, there's three, three, three kind of training partners you should always have. You should always have um, someone who, um, who you're gonna always get the better of. Like they're the nail and you're gonna be the hammer. Then you should have the training partner where, um, you know, it's a vice versa, right? So you always have to be on the offense, like offensive and they're defensive or defensive and offensive. So there's always that, that, um, that duality there. And then you have to have the one training partner who it's always back and forth. Like you're, I would say you're both hammers, but like, you're both like, you're trying to get this job done. Some days it's going to be you, some days it's going to be them, but every single day it's like, it's like this. So it's, if you really want to progress, you need to have those three training partners. The only way you're going to find that out is by, again, having some diversity, have, again, using some, some um, oversight by the, by the instructors, by the professors, like, you know, and students shouldn't be afraid to talk with the professors too. Like, Hey, if I have a concern, like I have an injury or like, maybe I had a bad experience with, with so-and-so I'm like, okay, noted. Let me keep, let me be aware of that. So if I, if you're not comfortable, let me switch it around or, you know, let me watch this person more carefully so I can see if, are they doing this because they don't know any better, right? Because there's a lot of white belts who don't know how to roll yet. You have to learn how to do that. Or are they doing it because like, is it intentional? In this case, this is something that we really need to talk about because it's like, man, that's not, that's not the kind of culture that we want to keep growing within the school. Again, at the end of the day, especially over here where it's like, it's more hobby based, not necessarily competition based. Like everybody wants to be able to work the next day. Everyone wants to be able to like, take care of their kids and have good quality of life and still do jujitsu. You know, nobody wants to get injured. You should not have to get injured to, to be good or get better in yeah. jujitsu. So I'm real curious. It's been, uh, it's been kind of in the back of my head since, since you mentioned her before you mentioned your mother, yeah. your mother was like, probably thought you were crazy for, for training. It's like, why are you doing this? How does she feel now? Ah, <laughs> still the same. Yeah. You know, like here's the thing. I love my mother and I know that my mom loves me too. I know she deeply, deeply loves me, but she 
grew up very, very differently from me, right? And we are polar opposites when it comes to personality and values. And like, I, I am not the daughter. I, I hate to say this. Like, I'm not the daughter she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> the daughter she wanted with like dresses and makeup and jewelry and would like to, you know, you know, like not. <laughs> Not this, not what this is, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, um, but she absolutely does love me, but she has a hard time understanding why I like being so physical and why I do all these things that are so hard on my body. And, um, and it's like, man, like make, it makes me feel good. Like it's good for my mental health. It's good for my physical health. Like it makes me feel empowered. It, makes me feel like I have a purpose and it's hard for her to understand because she did not grow up this way. Like she is like one, she only has one other sister and then she has seven brothers. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And like, it's like old school Filipino where it's just like, like she didn't even get to pick what she wanted to go to, go to college for. Like her, her, you know, her parents picked it and like, you know, she didn't have too much, autonomy to just do whatever she wanted right and so and and then here's me who's like super I don't even want to say that I'm rebellious but let me just say that I have a like a I have a really good sense of self and I'm like (laughs) that doesn't feel authentic that doesn't feel right and I'm very outspoken about it and you know like why do you have to be difficult and so (laughs) she tries so hard to understand but I know she will never stop worrying. She will never stop, you know, like she'll say, it's like, you're always, I'm her only daughter too. Like I'm her youngest and I'm also her only daughter, right? She, I have an older brother. So it's just us two. And we're also polar opposites. So it's like, oh, I'm not like, I just wish that, you know, maybe, maybe you go back to school and get a real job. And I'm like, this is a real job. This is a real job. I get paid really, really well to teach people how to aggressively cuddle each other. And it's super rewarding. Does she ever, has she ever seen you compete live? Has she ever been at a match? Yeah. Yeah. How was, how did that go? It's okay. So, so the first time she watched you do Muay Thai, it was like, dramatic like <laughs> we're like on like a telenovela like oh I'm not, please don't ever make me do that again i had heart palpitations i have to see dr chang i almost had a heart attack please and that don't do this you're going to give me a, an early death i'm like oh my god so dramatic right so then the first time she watched me jujitsu uh, she watched um, you do jujitsu and like my you know my teammates were sitting with her and they're trying to explain to her what's going on and they gave me the rundown of like you know what did my mom say right and it's just like what is she doing you know like <laughs> why is she why is she on her back is that bad like no 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 she's playing guard that's actually good <laughs> like but she's on her back and like and then like yeah 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 no she can do that it's like oh it's over what happened what happened there she got her to tap a tap. What is what is this tap? Um, she got her to quit. Oh, that that is good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I don't I don't understand. You know, so like all she knows is that I'm not getting punched, I'm not getting kicked, but there's just a whole bunch of rolling around. Like I remember we had lunch one with her one time, and I was still a white belt, and like I had some like bruises on like my arm, like from someone gripping me, and then she's like looking at my arm. She's like, "What are these bruises? So ugly." Oh. <laughs> what happened here? What happened here? You know? And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, it's just from rolling. And she goes, rolling, like on the grass? 
like, no, not on the grass, not on the grass. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't like that, you know? So she knows that I'm not getting punched or kicked. Um, she did happen to be there for like one of my fight to wins, the one where I like tore my knee and it was super loud and like I couldn't move my knee. And like, and like you see this picture of like me smiling and like it's like I was going against Patty Fontes and she's like super polished. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm looking at her, the photo of me like smiling and like, it's okay. You know, I have like one of my best friends is next to me. She he's looking at her like, what did you do? And then like they're carrying him off. I'm like, oh, I'm totally fine. It's okay. It's okay. I'll be fine. And then like they took me to the back. My mom comes rushing in. She's like, ding. I'm like, mom. <laughs> like, uh, like, I was completely fine until I saw my mom and they just started crying. And I'm like, I'm going to have to have surgery. And I'm like, God. And she's like, why are you doing this to me? And I'm like, why? Why do you have to do this? And it's like, so she's accepted. She, she can't stop me. Yeah. Um, but she's hoping that she can convince me to stop. But it's I'm like, man, it's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, what? How many, how many years? I'm like going on 15 years deep. So we're, we're long gone, mom. What was the conversation like? Cause I, I believe that you went to school, t- you were in the veterinarian. Vet tech. Uh, a vet, a tech. You were vet tech. Okay. What yeah. was the conversation like? Well, like, yeah, mom, thank you. I've gone to school for this thing, but I'm not going to do this thing now. And I'm going to go. <laughs> this. What's that conversation like? Was there a conversation? Um. Yeah, there was I don't really wasn't much of a car. So the conversation did and did not happen at the same time. I got my certifications. I went to school. And then like at that same time, like I had gotten to this relationship um, and um, and then with this person, like, so it's my ex fiance, um, but he was also for a time, he was also my professor. Right. So and he was in Arizona and I'm in California. And I was like, well, we really want to not have this distance and you really want to be together. Right. So, um, after I graduated, I got my cert, I did my test, I got my, my license and everything. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I got everything. I'm going to move over to Arizona to, you know, be with my fiance and, and, and jujitsu wasn't even in my mind to do it full time. Like I thought I was just going to train and I was going to get a job there as a veterinary technician and then just to do, just continue what I was doing, you know, you know, work and then train and then compete when I can, right? I couldn't find work. No one was was hiring. um, And I was just getting really like frustrated. It's like, man, like I can't not work. I need to work. And then so slowly but surely he's just like, well, you know, you can start off like, hey, if you work this event for me, I can pay you. Like, oh, if you work the front desk a little bit, I can pay you. Then little by little, like it slowly just became my full-time thing. I stopped looking for for work as a vet tech and I focused everything on just learning everything about jujitsu from um, promoting and and running tournaments, running events, doing seminars, like not not teaching them myself, but like learning how to do everything behind the scenes, making brackets, making flyers, um, you know, contacting sponsors, like doing all the business aspect of it. And then eventually like learning how to like, you know, help him run his business. I, I had no intention of doing that. So there really wasn't a conversation because there was never one day that like, hey, I guess I'm just going to do this full time because I had every intention of, of trying to work as a vet tech. It just didn't pan out that way. I couldn't find work and then I wanted to work and he gave me that work and it just so happened that it aligned and 
And I don't regret that ever. Like I thought that, you know, when our relationship ended and I had, I moved back to California, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to go back to try to go back to regular work. I'm like, man, I've been out of medical practice, out of veterinary practice for so long. I don't think I can. And it just made sense for me to just stay doing doing jujitsu. So it's like, oh, so are you going to get a job? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see if anyone's going to hire for an instructor or I'm going to see if I can start picking seminars. And like, that was definitely worrying for them. You're like, you you don't have a, you don't have like an actual nine to five job. Like, nope, I'm going to travel around and commute everywhere to like make hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there, you know, 200 here, 500 there, a thousand here, you know, like I was, I had to hustle. Um, but I loved every part of it. My mom, not so much. (laughs) So fast forward to this morning, um, I'm getting ready for the podcast and I commented on a picture of you holding a young man, a, pur- a purple belt, and you're holding him. I'm it. I laughed to tears. I saw that picture and I read the and I'm just like, I, I just totally understood like that, like how he could feel in that moment. And I was laugh. I, I had tears coming down my face and I was like, I got to comment on this. We got to talk about this later. Uh, it's a picture of you. I, 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 is it your current boyfriend? Yes. Yeah. OK, so a picture of your current boyfriend. He's he's a purple belt. And yes. you are holding him. I don't know if he just got promoted, but uh, you're holding him. You're holding him like a like a small child. <laughs> the look on his face. Yeah. The look on his face was priceless. So, uh, tell tell me about that. How do you guys train together often? Does well, he train at your school? Or so it's a long distance relationship. Yeah. We try to make it work. I mean, now it's a lot better. Like when I was in California, he's in Baltimore. Okay. So that was like well, coast to coast. Now that I'm in Florida, it's somewhat at least kind of in the same coast i mean technically i'm still in central right yeah so like i'm like i'm in florida and still yeah i'm still i'm still like central south um but it's still a lot better and it's easier at least now that like i have a stable like position that it makes it easier for him to visit me um or you know he has a son too and so that picture um that was the day he got promoted to purple belt you know and um and I just wanted to take a picture with him. And, but we were also taking pictures of like him, like with his, like with his sponsor and like with his belt and with his, with his professor. And like, so I didn't even know, like, like that picture got taken when it got taken. Cause <laughs> at that point we were still just kind of setting it up. Right. Yeah. And then, and then there's a video that got about that. I didn't know about the video either. Cause so he was videotaping it and then taking photos at the same time. So, <laughs> So and I was just like, he's like, um, and he's, he's a, such a good sport. Like, I was like, if I, he'll like humor me. I'm like, wait, can we take like a cutesy picture? Right? And he'll do like this. And he's like, whatever you want, my love. And I'm like, okay. And then Did you guys meet so in excited. the jujitsu world? Is, is that yeah. what brought you guys yeah. together? So yeah, he'll detest. So we met on Instagram. Okay. Um, and somebody slid into somebody's DMs. Yeah, he slid in my DMs. He'll say that he didn't. Okay, but to be fair, I was doing like an AMA, right? And I guess like his question was too long to put into like the the inbox, right? Mm-hmm. So he he messaged me directly with his question, and his question was like, um, "Hey, like I I don't want to be disrespectful or anything, so like, um, but I have a question. Like, um, are you in a relationship?" Um, and if you are like you, tr- I see that you travel a lot and you're always constantly training. You're at the gym. Like, how do you make that work? Um, if, you know, if you're always traveling and, and all that. And, 
And I didn't find it disrespectful at all. And like, and here's the thing, I'm also pretty naive. So if someone asks me a question like that, I'm like, oh, this sounds like a pretty normal, straightforward question. They're not trying to get anything out of this. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't. He says he wasn't. He says he was being respectful. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm not in a relationship. It's not really like my, like, it's not like I don't want to be in a relationship or that I, you know, it's like, I, or I'm trying to find one. It's like, but if the right person comes along, you know, like I'm focused on my thing and if a right person comes along, they're going to understand that what I'm doing is, you know, what I'm doing and, and then we make it work, right? The right person's going to understand that. And he's like, whoa, I didn't expect for you to message me. Um, thank you so much for taking the time, like super respectful. And then he goes like, by the way, <laughs> what are you go. doing by Saturday? Way, no, no, here's, 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 here's a twist. There we go. By, by the way, way, um, I see set that you watch anime. Okay. I see you watch anime. Uh, and I'm going to, it's like, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I guess the Justice anime for you, you should check it out. And I'm like, noted right like so if anything the jujitsu didn't really bring us together the anime did because like we didn't even talk about jujitsu we hadn't even met in person the first time we met in person was at pans and at that point we had decided that we wanted to try this long distance relationship thing but we totally started off just as friends talking about anime nothing about jujitsu just like oh i watched anime thanks for the recommendation do you have anything more like oh then he'd send me lists and stuff and then, um, and then he'll also say this too. I was the first person to call him because we used to just message each other back and forth about just dumb stuff. And then I was after comp training, trying to walk over to Whole Foods and I was trying to juggle all my stuff and then text at the same time and not get hit by cars. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to call him. And like, so I video called him through Instagram and he's like, was this a book dial? I'm like, no, I meant to call you. And he's like, what does this mean? It's like, it means that I have my hands full and it's easier to talk to you on but video. But is it, te- does it tech? Tech is so weird <laughs> that it makes it weird to call people now, right? Isn't it? Like, yeah, the, right? It's such a like, strange time. Yeah, I actually was like, I intentionally oh, okay. butt dial people. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and then, and then just from there, it just kind of flourished from there. I, I'm so going to, I'm going to out him. I'm just going to out your boyfriend, just so you know. There's always some intent behind. <laughs> Like really, am I really going to the stranger on Instagram to ask her for relationship advice without going? Eh, no, maybe something happens. Come on, you know. I have yeah. a I have a wise <laughs> you know? friend, actually my wife's friend that that led to me and my wife meeting. Um, Liz, hi Liz. Uh, I'll tell her to watch. Yeah, <laughs> sure she watches. Uh, and uh, she used to say that between men and women, there's nothing that's truly platonic. Nothing is truly 100% platonic. There's that, always that, a little room for wiggle. Uh, I don't know if I wiggle. agree with that 100%. Yeah, I don't know if I can agree either. <laughs> but, you know, you got to like, you know, I, I guess I, 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 from a jiu-jitsu's perspective, you know, I roll with I roll with girls that are just like, well, wow, this girl's clinical. about to really put it on me and kick my ass. And it's like, we are truly jujitsu friends. You that's know? a clinical aspect, though, because you're you're in an environment specific but to then the you fighting. You said they could no, never no, no, be. No, they no, can. no, no. In a personal, in just a personal friendship relationship, it could never be 100 percent platonic. There's always that <laughs> dynamic. What do you think about that, Christina? Um. Yeah. A lot of my friends growing up were guys, yeah. so like, you know, and I, I, like, I can be honest, I, I definitely had friends who were like, um, like they are some of my, my closest best friends, right? 
And it's maybe at some point someone had admitted like, Hey, I have feelings. And I'm like, I don't like you that way. You know, like I really, like, I'm like, I like, no, like we're really being friends, you know? And, and then they're like, Oh, cool. You know? And like, um, so and I'm, then, and then we have that friendship. So like once the boundary was set, like there was nothing outside after that anymore. You know, I feel like sometimes like there can be some sort of like curiosity, but then like, otherwise it's just like, um, but a lot of times it's just more of like, no, like I really just want to be friends with you. Like there is absolutely yeah. nothing I, there. I, like, I have no ulterior I, motive. I think that as a guy, I know that I, I feel like a woman could be friends a man, it's a diff, it's more difficult because even if a guy doesn't have feelings for somebody at the beginning, if a woman expressed interest in a guy that didn't maybe, oh wow, this could be something, they'll go, oh, well, I'll, I'll try. Okay, yeah, maybe. Like you know, it's easier to turn the guy than than it is to turn the girl. A a, a, fee, a woman could have genuine like, this I is... just want to be your friend, and I, I I do think that. Look, I'm a I'm the father of two girls. And I'm, yeah. I'm constantly telling them that all men are horrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> all said, men are evil. Uh, you got to know that, you know, I, like, but, you know, my oldest daughter, she's, you know, she's lives with her boyfriend. She's 26, lives with her boyfriend. And, hopefully, you know, they're they're talking about getting married. And, and I like and I genuinely like him. But I, I say that not to truly say that all men are horrible. I really just want them to watch out and be very conscious yeah. and make really, really good decisions. You know, when I say it, I say it very playfully and joking. And they'll, the, it, inevitably they'll go, well, what about you? And I said, I was horrible. I was, yeah, you it was know, horrible. I was horrible to women. And I had, you know, I, I wasn't the best, but you know, you come to a point <laughs> where you do fall in love with somebody and you're like, oh wow, I really want to treat this person really awesome like i really want to you know and, and you have to find yeah. that person it guys are just a different beast and it, it's just you know it's they don't always have the best of intentions if they you know if you li if yeah. you put 10 women and 10 men in a room i would say that you know the majority of the men are going to look at the women and go um, <sighs> you know and, and the women are just going to be like they just don't they, the, the mind doesn't work the same way yeah, so i guess rampant hormones yeah. no morals within <laughs> jujitsu i mean I, I i've told this story so let me kind of say this to, to address bo's point in jujitsu i will roll with and conversate with the women who approach me first. Um, I feel a little bit strange to be like, if I think of it this way, if, if my wife walked into the gym and saw me talking to a gaggle of women, how is she going to feel about that? Yeah. And I don't ever want jujitsu to be a, that, that source of uh, angst for her. So yeah. I just, I stick with the guys. And if a woman wants to talk to me or ask me a question, I'm certainly going to talk to her. I'm not just like, oh, yucky girls. But I don't I don't make a point to be like there are Ew. men in the gym that are like, you know, like super chummy with some of the girls. And I'm like, if your wife walked in and saw that, I don't think she's going to take it the way that maybe you intended. She's going to look yeah. at that and go, why? Why are you all over the, you know, this younger woman or older woman, whatever. Yeah. I don't think that she's gonna look, and I—that's the way I feel. So I handle myself in a very specific way. Yeah. If they want to roll with me, great. It's usually going to be somebody who can really probably kick my ass. It's very rare that you know a white belt female is going to be like, "Hey, let's roll." Like two hundred and forty pound man, come yeah. and roll with me. Just that just doesn't happen. But I, I just always think about if my wife walked into this room right now, walked in to watch me train. What is she going to think about the way that I interact with the women? And it's not yeah. to say she's a jealous woman. I'm just very conscious of what my partner could wind yeah. up seeing when she gets there. So that's my take on it. And like, again, my female jujitsu relationships are very genuine and they're friendly. Yeah. I, I love Sophia. She's awesome. Um, 
you know, there are girls in the class that I will absolutely, you know, I would roll with. They're usually going to, there's like, there's one girl that's super freaking tough that I, I'm like, I treat her like the guys. I'm like, let's roll. Come on, come on, yeah. Flo, let's, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. roll. She's the only person I do that with. And again, she's, you know, it's, it's very, a, a friendly relationship, but I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know if, uh, if you feel differently about that. No. I just, that's the way I handle myself. And that's the reason yeah. why. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's, that's totally respectful. You know, like everybody has their, like, no one knows your relationship other than you and your partner, right? Everyone's relationship is different. Like, um, I have like a lot of guy friends that are like, and I can, now that I'm here in this new place, it's kind of like, I have to make friends again. Right. And, and mostly everybody, everybody's like, you know, either engaged or married or has kids. Like, so I'm like, I'm like the young one. That's like my boyfriend's all the way over there, you know? So, um, so it's kind of hard making, having to make friends again. Right. Um, my boyfriend, like he has a lot of female friends. And like, so luckily it's really good. Like, I'm not really a jealous person at all. Like, it's like, yeah, they're your friends. Before we were even a thing, they were already your friends. So like, I'm not yeah. going to tell you to stop being your, being friends with them. He also has a lot of female students and it makes sense. He's a smaller guy, right? Like I'm picking him up for a reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's like rooster like feather, right? He can, he like walks around like about 130. So we're about the same size. Oh. Um, it absolutely makes sense that women feel comfortable training with him. Right. Yeah. He is a very good training partner for all of the women there. Um, and 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 he hangs out with them. And I absolutely love that. One, they trust him. Two, they feel safe with him. Three, they know that they can like they they can talk with him and they hang out with groups. And sometimes he's like the only guy or maybe another guy will come in, too. And like some of them are moms, too. And he has his son. So like they're all like talking about like parenting advice. And it's like, man, this is this is like. And I know a lot of those women too. Like, so when I see it, I feel proud. Like there's no part of me that has to worry like, oh my God, you're hanging out with those girls. Like, no, not at all. Like I feel proud that I, I am in a relationship with someone that can be so trust, like, trustworthy. And again, as, a, as an instructor, again, he's a purple belt and a lot of like these white belts. And he teaches a lot of the classes there and all the kids, they, they really, really put their, their faith in him. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that he's never going to take advantage of that ever. And so that makes me feel good. Right. And, and we talk about this all the time and sometimes like his friends from like Brazil or Angola, they're like, man, Junior, like you, like you change, you're different, you know, like you, you know, like which one's your, which one's your, your side girl? Like, like none, like they're my friends. Like, no, but, but really, he's like, no, really, they're just my friends. But like, you see, that, see know, that's the outside, yeah. that's the outsider's take on it. And I should add that my wife doesn't train jujitsu. She yeah. does go to like a kickboxing school. So, yeah. but there, I mean, it's not as touchy. Feel like she's not sparring. She's like hitting yeah. bags. I, I jokingly call it dance fighting. Um, so like <laughs> I, just to mess with her. So she, but she's hitting bags and they're doing like, kind of like CrossFit without the weights, you know, squats and yeah. okay. Medicine balls and things like that. So she's not touching people. She yeah. understands jujitsu. I've been doing it long enough. I've been with her the entire yeah. time I've done jujitsu. So she understands it. But I also she doesn't understand it the way you understand it as a jujitsu yeah. practitioner. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. I I'm gonna have I'm gonna be sitting on top. You're gonna walk into the room and I might be sitting on top of somebody. You know, I just passed their guard and now I'm sitting basically on top of them. And it looks weird to an outsider, but to us, it's like, yes. oh wow, she just passed his guard and she mounted. You know, yeah. she's looking at it. Uh, I'm not saying she would, but 
an outsider would look at it as like, why are you sitting on top of that guy, you know, or, or girl, yeah. or why do you have, you're yeah. basically, you know, crotching her face about to do an on bar. Like it just looks so weird. Yes. You know, it looks yeah. weird to an outsider where us were just like, yeah, you know, I've advanced, you know? So I, yeah. I kind of add that to it. She, she's as you, as a jujitsu pr practitioner, in a relationship with another jiu-jitsu practitioner is easier for you to understand. I don't know yeah. that an outsider always comes in and looks at it and goes, you're about to roll with that girl over the, you know, it, it, it seems mm. odd to people. So again, I'm very conscious of that, maybe to overly conscious about it, but I just know, I just don't want her to ever jujitsu is my safe place is my happy place. I don't ever want it to be a source of tension for yeah. my partner, for my wife to yeah. be like, really, you're going there? Is that girl going to be there? Like, that's just never going to happen because I'm just never yeah. going to put myself in that position. Yeah. That, I, I handled myself the same way at work, at the yeah. same way at work. Like, I am not going out with the girls to lunch. Like, I didn't have a work wife. You know, like we weren't, yeah. there wasn't somebody like a female counterpart because I would just not want my wife to ever, if somebody saw me eating lunch and then in my town and was like, hey, telling my wife, hey, Diana, I saw Milton out at lunch with some girl. What? You know, I, I'm conscious yeah. of that. And again, maybe overly conscious about it, but I just am. And I handle myself the yeah. same way with work and jujitsu. We yeah. joke about it a lot. Like, they'll be like, does Christina know about this? And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, we're, we're on the phone right now. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like, we're literally talking. You're like, look, yeah. she can see everybody. Like, so that's the thing is like, he doesn't ever have to tell me, like, he never has to check in, but he'll tell me like, hey, I'm going to go out with the girls this weekend. And I'm like, okay, cool. Have fun. You yeah. know? And, and, and it, I feel like that's more of like, sometimes it, maybe it's like other people's insecurities too. Like maybe cause they're used to that. Like maybe they're used to like, oh, does they know? Or, you know, and it's like, well, little do they know that like, dude, we're pretty secure and like we talk all the time. So like, there's no surprises. And I feel like that would be, that would be really important in any type of relationship, even yeah. if it wasn't, if, if you took jujitsu outside of it to like, you have your friend group, I have my friend group, and you have these friends that you've been friends with before the relationship started, and mine as well, too. And they could be guys, they could be girls, or whatever. Like, dude, you're telling me, like, hey, um, I'm gonna be hanging out with some of my friends. I'm like, okay, cool, have fun. You know, like, oh, do they know? I'm like, yeah, I know, you know. And, and I guess, I don't know, I feel like sometimes people want, like, that drama, or, again, like, people watch too many movies or watch too many, like, Netflix <laughs> Those are like, oh, the betrayal. I, I, want, yeah. I definitely want my wife to feel really comfortable about it because every time yeah. I come home or she puts on her Netflix, all, all the movies in the queue are about women killing their husbands or cutting a body part <laughs> off. And on top of it, she's Ecuadorian. And uh, Lorena Bobbitt was Ecuadorian. And she does not let me forget that. So <laughs> Dude, she'll do something You're with right, like a chunk. Like, right? She'll come there. in. You're like, what is this? And she'll like a chonkler or something and she'll you know i feel like that's like a universal i don't care what generation whatever like i feel like like latino like latina and like and an asian like we think we like we, we kind of have that like the chonkla or the or the the slipper yeah luckily like, she's like... mine's americanized she grew up in new york so she's not straight out of the old country so i got i'm lucky there because it's a different relationship oh i don't know if i'm lucky or unlucky oh no yeah we could have, we could have that debate we could have that debate romanian but chicks just, just pack and leave I, again i just i would uh i, I would imagine like if i walked into her gym and there was a guy like hugging her or like grabbing her like hey we're buds i wouldn't like that and this you know yeah. again so i i Especially treat, I treat her guy, right yeah, yeah. I, I, I treat her like I would. I'm treating her the same way that I feel like I would want to be treated. I don't want to walk yeah. into a scenario where, you know, you're, you know, 
you're yeah, out yeah. to lunch with. I don't want to get a, you know, somebody say, hey, I saw Diana with some guy at lunch. Again, I'm, we're secure in our relationship. So I'm just saying it's not like I would yeah. be like, oh, we're divorced. You know, it would be just yeah. like, oh, that's, you know, hey, let me know you're going out with somebody or. You know, again, I just I would just never put myself not that I yeah. have never gone out to lunch with, a you know, with a female <laughs> yeah. counterpart. But I just you know, I just don't I kind of feel like I'm not going to put myself in the position again. I'm not no. like women stay away from me. All the women <laughs> want me. You must stay away. It's not like that. It's just a matter of comfort and and making my partner feel comfortable again. It's a very unique sport where uh, I'll, yeah. I'll point back to that 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 page I mentioned earlier. Students of BJJ. He put out something. You know, something uh again he's been putting out these memes that were like very specific about the untold parts of jujitsu and it was just like again welcome to jujitsu we apologize for like the sexual nature of these moves yeah. like that they look like these sexual positions like yeah. we apologize now but yeah. i mean it, it is just the nature of what we do but again once you do it she has come to see me roll and she's seen me roll with women and it's like she doesn't even react to it. It's, she's probably actually, she's looking up and then she's on her phone on Instagram herself. You know, she's yeah. just doing her own thing. So, um, so l- listen, let me jump into some of these listener questions. Cause we had, uh, we had okay. uh, three good questions that I, that I wanted to, uh, to, to, to ask you. So we had, uh, the, his handle is on Instagram is Otis Linkman. Um, okay. how does Christina overcome plateauing or stagnation in jujitsu? All right. So, and this is, and this is a tough one too, because everyone has their own different way of going about it. Right. If we say it's kind of like the same idea of like insanity, it's like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So if you feel like, man, I got like a plateau, that means something needs to change either maybe your approach to position or maybe learning something outside of your comfort zone. Um, anytime that I feel like, um, I plateau, it's not even necessarily about the actual progress that I'm having. It's more of like my relationship and the drive behind why I'm training what I'm training, right? Because wherever you are interested and wherever you're, wherever you feel excited to learn is where you're going to progress. So if at a certain point you get to one place and you're like, man, like, I want to say this, this, uh, this does spark joy, right? <laughs> you're like Marie Kondo, Kondo is like, this is spark joy, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, and you're like, man, it doesn't. You're like, okay, then we have to do something differently, right? It's like, it's not so much that you have to, um, that you have to train harder or you have to, you know, go to more seminars or look up more, look up more DVDs or instructionals. It's like, actually a lot of it, it's like, it's more inwards. It's like, man, why am I doing this? If you can understand like, okay, why, what is the next goal for me? Or even just having little goals because, Regardless of if we see it or not, every single day we're making some sort of progression, but it's not that obvious. And there are going to be times where it's happening a lot slower uh, than than we would like and a lot slower than we're able to notice. Right. Um, so if you fit, if you mentally feel like, oh, man, I'm hitting a wall, I'm not getting any better. Um, one address, like, is that the actual truth? Um, and two like okay what can i do differently that can challenge myself in a way that will excite me right again because once you have a little bit of like that spark it's easy to follow that through so learning a new position learning something unfamiliar working from places that have given you trouble or trying to make something better that you already do like this is actually something that i um these are questions i ask when people ask for private lessons with me and I asked them, okay, is there something that's specific that you want to work on? And the last thing, what do you think I should work on? I'm like, I'm not you. 
you know, like you're the one in control of this lesson. I am here to serve you. So if you don't have anything in mind, let's answer these few questions. Would you want to work on something that you're already good at and you want to give yourself more options? Do you want to give more variety? Do you want to make this even better? Um, do you want to work on something that you lack in? So how to prevent these positions or how to get better or in general, like make that stronger? Or do you want to learn something altogether brand new? Like, do you just want something not bad, not good, just something new? And then from there, then we can work on something and, and give a plan. Um, because again, it's not, you don't, with private lessons, like you don't want to just go in and just um, learn something new and you can't use it. So if you can approach every lesson or every time that you're going to train, like answering those questions, I'm like, do I want, like, what do I want to achieve today? Like, do I want to try something new? Do I want to make something better um, that I'm already good at? Or do I want to improve on something that I'm lacking in? Um, those three questions can help you through a lot of stuff. And again, plateau isn't necessary. Again, the technical, sometimes again, it's, it's also the mental and the emotional state that you're in too. Um, so if you feel also outside of jujitsu, if you look at your outside life, look at what the stressors are there too that are causing you to feel that way. Um, because a lot of times when we feel plateau, it's not even the jujitsu, it's other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And we're just kind of, we're just kind of shouldering it. So I, it, I think about this question a lot because I felt this way. So first I'd say, congratulations, Otis. You have, you're feeling the way that you're probably supposed to be feeling. We've all felt that it yes. happened to all of us. And then, like you said, like you've got to find out the source of that, but welcome to jujitsu. It's going to happen. So you're, it's okay. It's like, don't be in a place where you feel like you have to quit because you don't think you're going to learn. You have not learned all the jujitsu. Like there is yeah. going to be a way to overcome this. Um, the second part of what I wanted to say was, I've used something very specific to get through those times when it really is just about like, wow, I'm just like, I need to find something new. Like you just said, like, is, do you want to work on things you're already good at or should you start finding other things that are going to excite you again? I've used, and I'm sure there are others out there. This is just the one that I used Jason Scully. Um, he is, he has these awesome videos that date back to the kind of early two thousands where he does, 53 armbar or leg locks in five minutes, uh, 63, you know, leg entries, whatever, or, or, or guard passes or sweeps. He's got the tons of these videos and they're not instructionals. They are just back to back to back yeah. cuts of him doing different moves. And I've used those since I was a white belt to go just, I would watch them over and over. And I still do it to this day. I watch them and I go, Oh, look, I'm always in that position. I didn't know that was there. Let me work on that today. Let me introduce that into this. Like, I love the north-south, and I love finding little things that go, oh, failed north-south, and you go here, and you do this thing. Or every once in a while, again, sweeps, I'll be like, man, I'm just, let me go back to the basics, and I'll watch one of his videos, and I'll go, oh, let me pull that flower sweep, or let me do this. This scissor sweep is perfect. I'm going to try, and I'll actually go to the gym and make it my mission to try to do that that day. But I'll pick one of the, out of the 63, I can find probably a handful that I go, ah, I used to do that. Or I'm going to try that because I've never done it. So that's how I've helped myself get out of those times when I felt like really stagnated or like, man, I'm plateauing. And the last thing I'll say about it is we have to remember that a lot of times when we're training with the same people, we're yeah. both getting better at the same pace and you feel like you're because you're maybe not getting better than somebody that yes. you that you've plateaued. Believe me, you're not. 
every yeah. day that you've gone in, you got a little bit better. Sometimes that's when you got when you feel plateaued. That's when you grab the white a new white belt and you start yeah. really not beating them up, but implementing some of the things and remembering like, oh wow, look at me, I'm really. Um, yeah. Compare yourself to the white belt you or the the white the the you a week or a month before, not to just like oh the guy that I'm normally doing really well against and now I'm not doing as well because you're pro maybe somebody's getting better than you a little bit more quickly, but you are always getting better. You just don't see. You kind of said this before. Yeah. You you don't you just don't see it because you're in it. It's like watching paint dry. The paint is drying, but you couldn't really go oh look it's. No, you, it's or grass grow is a good example. Like you're not just yeah. gonna, you can't watch the grass grow. It's like if you just stared at it, it'll look like it's never growing, but it is getting higher and higher and growing and growing. And that's the same with with your jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, sometimes it's just that we kind of have to step back a little bit and like really give ourselves more credit, you know, than we actually are. It's really hard. It's really easy for us to be very hard on ourselves. I'm like, man, I'm not doing anything. I'm doing the same damn thing, and I'm like, I'm like. But you're not, you know, like, and, and if you are, that means you're kind of laying back into a comfort zone. So let's step out of that. Let's step out of that comfort zone. But they said, I mean, like all good things, like nothing grows in the comfort zone. Yeah. Right. So step out of it a little bit. Like we're not asking you to start doing like flying, crazy acrobatic stuff, yeah. but maybe something different. Like mom, one of my teammates, um, uh, back home, uh, Vitor, he also does like these videos, he calls them one minute seminars. Okay. And just for one minute, he'll just show like a bunch of attacks from like a guard. And like, these are great. It's just like, it's especially nowadays with social media, it's all about what can be easily consumed. Right. And, and you could watch it and like, man, people watch it over and over and over because it's only a minute and you're, and same thing, you'll be watching it and you'll be like, Oh, wow. I never even thought about that. Like, Oh, that's super cool. What did he do there? And that encourages us to be, instead of just having someone to teach us what we teach ourselves. And, and, and this is like a very organic, creative way. Like think of, again, like how you said, drawing back to when we were white belts, when we were white belts, everything is new and exciting. Wow. Disney movie. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, Q in magic carpet, Aladdin and Jasmine. <laughs> right. Oh, new world. right. So like everything is magical and like, and it's uh, like, when we feel plateaued, it's kind of like we've lost sense of that magic. Yeah. And so tap into it, you know, like yeah. just be a kid again. And like, don't think about jujitsu as I have to accomplish something or else I'm no good. It's like, man, you're just going to have to find a new game to play, find a new toy to play yeah. with. Because yeah. at the end of the day, jujitsu is still a game. You, you are playing. It's human playing. Like, who's I explained this to that? Like a lot of the stuff that, um, that, that uh, adults do it is like when we have hobbies, like that's our way of play. And we need that. We need that. Absolutely. So, um, so give yourself that opportunity to be having sparkly eyes. Ooh, right. <laughs> and again, like, we, again, we've all been there. It happens to everybody. So don't think yes. that you're an outlier. Like it, it's happening to all of us. I, you know, we interviewed Robert Drysdale, uh, a couple of months ago and he, and he said just blatantly, I was awful at jujitsu. You know, so no, we're like, you don't like the guys that we're looking at and, and the Gordon Ryans, they didn't just start like day one and were awesome. They had to work at it and you yeah. will too, you know, so. Yes. All right. So our next question comes from Gemma Fiorenza. This is actually Gemma was, uh, we awarded her a scholarship, a one-year scholarship a few years ago. Oh, wow. um, awesome. And she, we paid for her jujitsu for, for a year. Uh, so uh, her handle is jujitsu unicorn on Instagram. And she says, I don't know if you started when you were young. She's, uh, I, oh God, I think she's maybe like 11 or 12 right now. So I don't know if you started when you were young, but do you find any advantage to fighting boys? 
even if they're bigger and stronger. And a, most of her competitions are against, you know, cause she does a lot of like local, you know, new breeds and yeah. things like that. She's almost yeah. always fighting boys. So yeah. You know, thoughts there. Um, well, I did start when I was young. I mean, 21 is still young, but it's not a child. Like I'm an adult. I started when I was an adult at 21. Um, She's 11, 12. I think said? she's 11, she's 11 or 12 right now. Okay. Yeah. So at a certain point, it's going to get, it's going to get difficult. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. Well, teenage boys are starting to get, are starting to tap into their teenage boy strength. Right. Um, absolutely. It can be valuable. Absolutely. There's something to learn. Um, but if you are at risk of getting hurt, if you're at risk of like, you know, putting yourself in danger because like again they also like they also as growing boys haven't learned how strong they are they don't know that they're coming into strength and also i hate to say it but um we we want to teach all children especially like young boys to like hey like don't be bullies don't be you know like it, it's not about it's not always about winning and and you know you know girls are supposed to be equals too but that's not how it always is and sometimes um some boys will see another girl or see a girl right across from them and like they feel like this obligation that they have to win, you know? And so if you feel like you are in a healthy mindset where you're like, you know what, I'm game, I'm confident, you know, like you can't touch me. And 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 even if it is a rough role, like your your um, perception of me or whatever, that has nothing to do with, with me because your progression is all up to you, right? Um, but if you feel like, man, this person has intent to like, they really just want to use me as a proving point, you don't have to go in because you're not there to be anybody's punching bag. You know, you are there to make yourself better. You're there to make the best version of you. Um, so compete if you feel comfortable, compete if you want that challenge. But at any point you feel like this is too much, by all means, it's okay to say no to those matches because you need to you need to practice those boundaries. 100%. Some of my favorite videos on Instagram and online, period, are when there's a little girl that beats a little boy. I don't know. <laughs> As the father of two girls, I just take a lot of pride. <laughs> I love seeing that. As a father of two girls that don't train, that's again, I started late in life. I mean, so. I wish that was my daughter. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that's part of it. What both say, like, I, like me going, oh man, I wish that my daughters would have trained. You know, they're both, you know, one seventeen going you know away to college while they're while you're sleeping at night, all nice and cozy in your bed. They're beating the crap out of boys somewhere in bars, <laughs> at some bar, know? somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing the yeah, windows. I, 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 I have a. I, I just. I love those videos, and it just makes yeah. me feel proud. As again, as the father of girls. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm not gonna lie, it makes me proud too. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if the little boy cries. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that's because they're butt hurt. Like, their, their ego. Like a lot of it is not even like the boys. It's like I feel like sometimes it's the coaches. Coaches very rarely, but sometimes it's the parents. Like I've heard some really awful things from parents on the sidelines. Yeah. Yelling at their at their boys going up against girls, and I'm just like, yeah. why are you saying that? Like, dude, eject this guy. Kill you know? her. Like, Kill the I, girl. yeah, no, I had one where like this boy was like, one, he was already afraid to compete. Two, like, he was like super nervous. He's competing against a girl, and then like his dad's just screaming at him, like just being a total jerk to his son. And like, and then, you know, the girl wins, you know, and like, and it had like, like the girl didn't like 
she was also very aware that like oh man he's like he's having a hard day right yeah. but he, she, she did her thing she won you know um and then he's like crying and then this dad's like oh come on you're gonna let a girl do that to you just get out there come on like you know like having a like a freaking vein out i'm like dude i'm like talking i'm like so we need to escort this guy yeah, out i just imagine what that the, the home life is like the home life for that yeah. that yeah. that's got to be that spills over from the way he is at home. I could imagine yeah, dad, how that dad's parent. drinking yeah. bourbon and the kids drinking soy milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids like trying really hard. I'm like, dude, like, why don't you get on the mat? Why yeah. don't you try to fight like you know someone also doing the same thing? Like, I bet you it's not. And telling you right now, it's not as easy as you're trying to make it seem. All this pressure you're putting on your kid, you know. So, all power to the to uh, the jujitsu unicorn. Yes, How are yes. you for if you're going out there and you're fine, boys, that is a big obstacle because a lot of people are going to count you out just because of who you are yeah. and you can show them different, but you have nothing to prove because regardless just, of just if you win or lose, if you decide to fight them or <laughs> not, you don't lose your value. We you love you, still, Gemma. Keep, keep yeah. it up. She's, she's, she's a beast out boy. there. Crush uh, every boy you so, were... <laughs> Crush <laughs> every boy. Take their tears. Yeah, bottle them, drink them later, right? Bottle them. It's powered. So our last question is from uh, Melinda Sandslong. Uh, can you? She says, can you ask her what her dream match would be? Who would you love to fight that you haven't fought? Who would I love to fight who I haven't fought? Oh, man. All right, maybe let's not even, let's uh, kind of think of it in the in like... Just like maybe somebody famous that you'd love to like to to have a match with. It doesn't necessarily have to, like you know uh, dead or alive. You know like uh, who would you like to speak to, dead or alive? You know, Gamma. Kind of like, oh, who, I get it. who would you love to like get out there on the <laughs> mats with? Oh, you know, I've never. I want to say I've never thought about it because it's just like I love competing and I'm very competitive by nature, but I don't like seek out competition in that way. You know, I never be like yeah. oh. Blah, blah, blah. I will say like I I've just become like a really big fan of just like supporting it whoever's on the mat like i just love watching people fight yeah <laughs> i'm like especially like women um Hmm. I, I, I'm kind of like when I right, uh, you want to beat I, up I, Eddie Bravo. That's what it is. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> yeah. I, love, I I watch a lot of MMA. I was you know a UFC fan before I a boxing and UFC fan before I w ever got on on the mat to train jujitsu. So I tell people all the time, and, and some for some people like they have to love or hate a fighter. I love watching just people fight. I have like yeah. fighters that I don't like, but I never really go into a fight and be like, yeah, I want my fighter to win. Like, it's not like I don't gamble on it. So yeah. I'm not like, and it's, it's almost like with every sport. Cause I don't watch a lot of other sports, but I'm usually rooting for number one. Like the underdog is usually going to be like my favorite and the one that I'm going to root for. And sometimes that changes within just the match. Like I might be rooting for one guy and then he's beating the shit out of him. And then I'm like, oh, and then the guy comes back and I'm like cheering for him. I like to see great matches and really great fights. I don't yeah. usually go into it like, oh, that's my fighter. I do have fighters that I don't like, and it's usually the guys with like the big mouths. Like, I'm not a Mayweather fan. You know, yeah. I'm not a Conor McGregor fan. Like, it's because they, they talk too much. But um, for, for me, it's, it's like the underdog, you know, is, is who I'm going to usually root for, uh, root for. But yeah. But again, throw that question back to you. Anybody that you could think of? I don't know. I mean, I want to say... Not really, but I'm like sometimes I am curious. Like I wonder how I would do in like a jujitsu match versus like an MMA fighter, like someone who's in the UFC. Like no one specific, but like I always like I always think about these things. Or like, man, how would it be to like 
Ronda even Rousey. <laughs> oh my god i think i met her once at it was like an award like an mma award show or whatever and like i was just like waiting to take a photo with her but i was too shy to ask and then i was like waiting in line and then all these people kept cutting in front and eventually she saw me she's like do you want a picture with me and i'm like yeah she's a pro yeah right she's a pro. um i feel like i feel like not even necessarily now, but I feel like younger version of me or even lower belt version of me would definitely like to fight, would like to fight people who have lost against, you yeah. know, like, I'm, like I want to avenge myself. Like, and it's like, and a lot of them is like, man, like I keep losing, you, you want know, the I keep rematch. losing certain people, you know, like, yeah. like, for example, like, I wouldn't say like, oh, I want to fight Josiah right now. Like I've always lost to Josiah, but like Josiah is always going to be like one of those where I've been, I always looked up to her. And so it's just like, but more than anything, I just really like watching her fight. Um, or like, uh, she, like, again, like, I feel like a lot of them have been my friends. Um, like they're all, we're all friends now. Like, since we all just kind of came up like fighting each other, I was like, man, like, I feel like I, I, I lost to this person and I want to fight them again. Right. Uh, what was her, like, Matt, like, um, I think, I think she moved too. Um, and I don't even think she competes as much, but like a lot of, a lot of my opponents who like I've lost before, I would love to be able to fight again. I feel like. For as long as I was She's just you're so crazy. Day. Like you, you said, like you, I fought her and now we're friends, right? Like that's so crazy <laughs> yeah. about jujitsu. Like you could, it, I, I don't think people truly realize it. It's not like, yeah, I guess MMA is like that as well, but it's, it's not like other sports where you have to be rivals. Like yeah, you could like, too, you could man. like boxing somebody. People. I mean, the Rotolo brothers had to fight in the in IBJJF the other yeah, day, right? They fought each other like, and they, it was a great match. And it was in the beginning, yeah. I was like, are they going to take it easy on each other here? Is, are, like, no, is they, one guy going to let cut in? Yeah. Then they, they went at it. You know, I, it just is really strange like that. Like you can fight, choke somebody out, hear them gurgle and then go have a beer or go have, <laughs> you know, your after competition meal, you know? I mean, that's pretty much how Aaron Hurley and I became best friends. Like we fought, we had, we were the only purple belt females that, that signed up for this tournament and we fought each other twice. We did the weight division and the absolute. And we fought each other twice. And then after that, we were like, okay, besties. Okay, yeah, besties. And, <laughs> and, we've, and, and we've literally been best friends ever since. Like, we just fought each other, you know. And, and it was funny. It's like, like, I had, we have always known who each other were, you know, before. But, like, we had never lined up either belt or weight division, right? Like, when we were both blue belts, I was like, I was a featherweight. And she was like a lightweight. Or, um then I became a purple belt and then she was at, she was still at blue belt and, and she was a feather. And then, and then there was that, that split second where we were both purple. And then we signed up, I think for either, I think we both signed up for lightweight at this tournament. I don't think we did feather. And then, um, and, um, and then I got promoted brown belt right after. So it's just like, Oh, no. and, and I think even before fighting, we had talked once. It was like at like a Vegas Open or something like that. And and I'd asked her, was like, because I'd, I'd always seen her fight. And I'm like, oh man, like, I, I wonder if I'm ever going to have to fight her. Like, she looks really tough, you know? I'm like, a little silly. I was like, she looks really tough. I wonder if I'm ever going to have to fight her. And then and then I, I remember sitting, talking with her, like after she competed and we were just sitting in the bleachers. I'm like, you don't ever do, you don't ever do feathers? She's like, no, nah, like I have a hard time. I, I do lightweight. I was like, oh, I was like, like I just I don't know I was like I'm talking to you like I just feel like we're like the same size and I I'm just surprised that we haven't bought each other I, I just thought for sure that we'd be in the same weight class it's like no yeah and and then you know then when we're both purple balls and we fight each other and I'm like oh it's finally happening you know like I definitely was like I was like man I wonder if I'm ever gonna have to fight her I'm like I guess I should have to fight her right she looks really tough she looks really <laughs> bendy like me 
You know, we and liked then, her and on the show. Like, she was fun. Yeah. She was. She was. Like, I uh, like you so much. I just want you to know kick she's your ass. Up, yeah, you remember? Yeah, her, yeah, her, yeah. Her, right? we, had yeah. Her, we had her. I like you so yeah. much. I want to fight you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way she just is. Like, let's hey, let's yeah, let's choke each other out and then go have wings. Choke each other out. Yeah, I like. I don't like. I don't like being enemies with anybody. I don't like having drama. I like. I, and then there's no reason why I would disrespect any of my of my opponents because it's like they're just so such good people. I don't have to agree with everything, but like I do know, like on like on a character level, like these are good people, you know. Cool. And so, um, I don't know. Yeah. All right, we're gonna jump into our speed round, and we're gonna wrap <laughs> things up. Okay, so you can elaborate as much as you want, or just you know, one word answers or elaborate. It's completely up to you. Uh, so we already. My first question is usually gi or no gi. We've established that already. But let's say take down or pull guard preference. <laughs> Definitely pull guard, but I absolutely love training takedowns. Okay. I love judo. I I, I like, uh, and I'm, that's one of the things I miss is that I haven't been able to train judo in a really long time. Um, but I love learning judo just for judo. Like I, I don't like learning it for jujitsu. I just like learning judo as its own art form. Mm -hmm. um, but I absolutely love teaching it too. So I love like teaching like basic judo for jujitsu. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm still going to pull guard all day, every day. You know, maybe, maybe I'll fake a guard pull to a to a low ankle pickle to a double leg. You there know, you to okay. nice too. Um, I I will not shy away from being on my feet, but I am definitely a butt scooter. Cool. Me me too. I we we established that one before too. What <laughs> yeah. What is your ultimate goal in the world of jujitsu? Ultimate goal in the world of jujitsu, I feel like would be to leave a really good legacy, not necessarily with um, my name and how I've competed, but I really want to, I really want to be able to set up like some sort of like, I mean, I kind of already did it with my Inspire Women's Open Mats, but um, eventually, you know, again, there was always the big plan to have my own school, but even outside of the school is like, I just want to have that legacy of like everyone taking care of each other right empowering each other um whether that's for like women empowerment or mental health awareness like i really want to leave my mark in a way and either that's like again either in a school or an npo or however the way an organization or just a series of events where that can just continually being cultivated um and that that habit take its life of its own like now you're doing uh, something with uh with girls and geese is that oh uh, yeah you posted I, I something that we reposted yeah yeah i partner with them quite often um i i love everything that they're about i used to have my own women's open mat too which is called inspire but like you know covid and then all the hustle of always having to travel to to make money um was super hard to to do these events now that i'm more uh, i'm solid and i have i can grow roots i'd like to be able to bring those back again but until then i'm all about just supporting women's events like you have like the role models uh grappling camp uh girls in geese uh girls don gi i i mean um what, what i do like uh chicks and jits i think was in in uh in canada any like any time anything that there's some sort of women's event or even like working with Aaron Hurley with Submit the Stigma, mm -hmm. any chance that I can work, use jiu-jitsu to like make the community better, like that is, that's the big dream. Like make an impact um, with jiu-jitsu as a tool, um, but knowing that I I made something better um, just by caring and just by having the passion for it. I don't necessarily need to be, it helps I'm good at jiu-jitsu, but I don't necessarily need to be known for being good at jiu-jitsu 
as much as I would really like to be known for being someone who cared and helped make other people's lives better. And, and are you, that's, are you, I think that's, are you still traveling sorry. for seminars? No, no, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. My bad. Uh, are you yeah, still traveling um, for seminars? How can people reach out to you if they wanted to book a seminar? I mean, like Instagram is, is super easy. You can, you know, drop in the old DMs. Um, or you can always <laughs> just send before. me an email. Yeah. <laughs> Work for her boyfriend. <laughs> uh, or just, uh, uh, just um, what you call it, uh, email, Christina at kbjujitsu.com. But you can, I'm really responsive on either Facebook or, or Instagram. Um email too but sometimes like emails will go to my spam and I won't see it and I'm like oh no um but yes I will still travel for seminars because I, I really like doing that I love I love um as as much as I love like the empowerment camps I also still love leading competition camps too because I love competing and I love everything about competing and um and I and I want to be able I like helping people reach their goals like their competition goals um, and using all of my experience to help them get there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to do it my way, but like, let's give you some avenues to like get you where you want to be and do it healthfully too. Again, like keeping in mind recovery, keeping in mind mental health, keeping in mind mental training, not just the jujitsu, but everything, the whole, the whole package. Okay. Awesome. So I, I, I really like this question and I mean, we've, we usually get answers all over the, all over the map, but if you could go back in time, and talk to yourself before the very first time you got on the jujitsu mats, what would you tell yourself? Uh, don't invert so much. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. Um, what would I tell myself, man, like white belt me was a knucklehead and was really just down for anything and everything. Um, I would tell white belt me, that like you're like you're gonna probably get some results pretty quickly, but don't let the results dictate your character and your value as a person. Um, I had I didn't address that issue until I was a purple belt, and I almost quit jujitsu like at least at least competitively. I almost quit as a purple belt because my value was so heavily tied to my results as an athlete. And white belt me was like, again, was just too, I don't want to say cocky, but was just too much of a knucklehead to know of like, like, again, just kind of like in denial, like, I don't need to, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not weak. I'm strong. I'm not afraid. I, I'm, I don't have anxiety issues. I don't, you know, like, completely denying that I had these emotions that were clearly there and, and convincing myself that I just need to push up, push through it, be a tough guy and, and shut up and train. Um, otherwise I'm not going to be important anymore and people are going to want to trade with me and my professors aren't going to want to work with me and I'm just going to be a waste of time and waste of space. I would definitely tell white belt me, um, to not let those results get to the head, both wins and losses. Like, don't let that define who you're going to be as a person because you're more than just an athlete. You're going to be more than those wins. You're going to be more than those losses. And you're even going to be more than what your jujitsu is, right? The jujitsu is just the tool. It's not going to define who you are. You're not a good person just because you're good at jujitsu and you're mm -hmm. not going to be a loser because you lost a match, you know? So um, definitely that's what I'm telling my belt me. <laughs> Do you have any regrets? You have anything else that you would have absolutely done differently? I said, man, I just wish I didn't do that or take that match or go to that event. Um, no, I don't, I don't actually don't have any regrets. I mean, I, would I say like, man, I, 
I wish I did this sooner. I wish, I wish I, I wish I listened. And I'm like, but the thing is like, even if I listened at the time that someone gave me whatever advice, would I even have the maturity? Year, to, right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> would I had, would I have had <laughs> the yeah. ability to even understand or even appreciate it? So like, um, yeah, I don't have any regrets. I, I, I'd say I've had a lot of good things happen to me. Um, would I have, again, would I have taken seriously, like more seriously, like the recovery and like, or at least not training myself ragged and like listening to my body more? Um, definitely, you know? Um, and again, that, and that was more of like more of this and less, it wasn't about me not being strong enough. It wasn't me about, about me not being tough enough. It was about me not wanting to admit that I was scared or me not admitting that, that, um, if, you know, if I, if I can't be enough, no, like everyone's into the Encanto soundtrack, you know, my wife and everyone's singing like, yeah, we don't talk about Bruno. all kids, all the kids right now. We don't talk about Bruno and surface pressure. And so now I'm thinking about like, <laughs> I hear the surface pressure song. I'm like, Oh my God, why is it speaking to I me? Fell asleep like about, all this pressure. I fell asleep about 10 minutes into the movie. My wife was sitting on kind of the couch kind of in front of me a little bit. So she didn't see me fall asleep, but I woke up. <laughs> right at the end so i haven't seen it but i know the soundtrack because she's definitely a, yeah a fan. no first time i watched it i was like yeah, this wasn't didn't have the oomph i thought it was gonna have and then like second third fourth and now it's just can't get it out of my head but yeah like you know um yeah no regrets i okay. think i learned things when i was supposed to learn them um whether it was the the hard way or the easy way um the lessons were learned and and they completely shape. I think if something was done differently, who knows if I would even be in the position I am now. Yeah, so yeah. Um, definitely no regrets. Okay. Now I, ha I have high hopes for the answer on this last question. I like super, super high hopes as a, as a lover of the gi. Do you or do you not wash your belt? Oh I no! The I, ready. I know where this is going. No, please okay, I say don't it wash isn't my, so. Uh, no, I don't wash my belt, but I also oh, don't no, leave it so anywhere. Gross! I do let it. I do let it sit out in the sun. I do let it dry out, but I don't wash my belt. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Christina, so sorry. This interview is going I so well. Everything else. I wash. <laughs> <laughs> I wash everything else. I take showers. But no, and, and the thing is, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't even say it's like even just maybe when I was like a white belt, I washed my belt all the time as a white belt. And then it's not even about like, oh, you washed off the juju. I just, I guess at some point it stopped being a habit, but I also never made it a habit to just stuff it and leave it somewhere to get soggy or rancid. Yeah. So at the very yeah. least, I always leave it out in the sun. To dry out. Well, UV, this UV went UV south quickly, Bo. So yeah, well, you know, uh, nice uh, having uh, you. Uh, I'm gonna give you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Bye. See you later. Bring Take in care. Lysol. <laughs> Can you just Lysol it. Uh, be I'm gonna tell you. As, <laughs> I'm gonna speak to the Christina, the content creator. Which again, I said before, your content is awesome. Do a, a video about washing your belt. <laughs> yeah. and watch how much. Just interact. Just how many comments you get. I somebody told one of we've got two of our most watched videos on TikTok are 
or washer belt related. Just me simply <laughs> putting my belt into the wash. That's the video. And then Miguel did a really funny one. It's kind of hilarious about like he at the end of the video, he's in the bathtub in his Nogi equipment, washing <laughs> his washing his belt and playing with like a rubber ducky. It's really funny. But um, but yeah, you know, uh, we had a guest on that said he's like every I wash it once a month and every month I videotape it and I put it on my YouTube channel and he's like you should just see the comments go crazy it's and hilarious. I experienced the same thing I'm still getting comments on older videos that have to do with washing your belt so I'll I'll yeah. just leave it there I'll leave it yeah there, but... I have like I'm like I'm not judging you anymore, but I feel kind of judged right now I thought this was a safe place you feel then you feel like I'm totally judging you this was supposed to be completely you know non downer all upbeat. And motivational. Completely happy. judging you. Man. Wait till you see the stuff we put on the screen when you say you don't wash your belt, just like the, the extra stuff. You know, put. Uh, yes. <laughs> Skull and crossbones, smelly, oh the, the smelly emoji. Okay. I brush my teeth, I wash my knee, I take showers, I don't have any funk. Listen, I don't even have a belt. So yeah. <laughs> I'm also thinking too, I don't even know if my black belt now would even survive the wash because it's so beat up it's oh. like it's not even it's not even i'll have kids like when i go to like like visiting schools and they're like what belt is that yeah, it's, it's, great. it's a belt. fuzzy gray they're like it looks like a zebra <laughs> it's a fuzzy gray belt it's in between blue belt or you know purple or, or brown and black that's it all thing. right yeah. we're, we're gonna leave that one there but christina do you have anybody you want to shout out any sponsors uh, you know this is your time Feel always free. a big shout out to um to control industries like they've been supporting me since day one like i then since they started in 2011 uh, and they're like hey and i was one of the first athletes like they are awesome um small business too like i i'm really big like i love supporting small businesses and like they're just mom and pop or family in arizona um they also um are native too so that's really cool that they like tying in like cu uh, cultural um uh, significance like either their own culture or other people's like indigenous culture into the mm -hmm. brand um and like and their stuff is pretty cool i'm gonna say like they always have really nice stuff so always check them out and then virus virus international like it's like all my like workout gear um my spats my joggers my like i'm wearing my my, my joggers right now um everything is from there and it's like really 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 good workout stuff like i swear you can put this stuff on and I'm not saying this is because I'm sponsored by them, but I would say this like even when I first discovered the brows, like man, I feel like a, I feel like a superhero. Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm just gonna like Listen, cut any, somebody's anytime guard, right? I feel like I don't like man, I don't know if I want to train. Just put your stop putting your stuff on. And like, look at yeah. yourself in the mirror. Like, put on your nogi, put on your rash guard underneath your your gi or whatever. You start to put the stuff on. You're just like, all right, I'm feeling it. It's like you're right? putting on your yeah. armor. I, I, it happens to me Dude. all the time. Like, I'm so tired, and I put my. I always wear a rash guard under my gi, and I put my rash guard on, and I'm like. Yeah, let's go fuck some people up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, look good, feel good, fight good. Yeah. So, and having um, cool gear that you like and that fits well, yeah. it really does help too. <laughs> Dude, their stuff is like super high techy too. I swear it's like it's like the spaceship of like I put something on and it has like all this technology in it that's like almost like compression and cooling and, oh, that's awesome. and I get it. And it just looks really nice. So you always check them out and you can use my little code to get a little discount, a little yeah. something, something, KBJJ10 on any of your purchases. Um, and they usually have sales going on too. And sometimes you can even put that in conjunction oh, and very get cool. more free stuff. Um, but definitely always check them out. Um, and they always have really cool stuff. So like between control and virus, like I'm always just looking super <laughs> good. Cool. And 
unless I'm like wearing like my professor stuff but like this I just got this in the mail I'm like oh my god it's so cozy and like it's <laughs> it's cold in Florida like it's like 30 something degrees here and I'm like this is not what I signed up for yeah. I signed up for warm weather all the time because I'm in Florida I have never um, worn my a sweater on the show and I'm wearing because it's cold down here we're in Miami we're we're uh, like at the entrance of uh, of, of Biscayne and it is, it's really cold down here. Bo it's let me keep my sneakers too? on today in the studio. Bo's like, you can yeah, wear we your sneakers in the studio today, you know, cause it's, cause it's that cold. So it's chilly here. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is not normal. Like I'm usually in shorts and a t-shirt, but yeah, yeah. it's chilly down here. We're, we're, no. we're below 50, which is bad. I'm sure. And you're in, in North Florida. So what, is, what is it there? Is it in the third? It's not in the thirties um, today. Is yeah, it? It's yeah. It's in the thirties. Yeah. Like oh, that wow. was this morning. So now, now it's a nice stuff. 48 or oh, oh, 49 yeah. okay. it just changed yeah but and, and like you're looking outside and it's sunny not a cloud sky i'm like dude that sun is a freaking lie but, it's a lie. <laughs> but you know what the, the, the funny thing about florida is that well it's it's it'll be a couple of days or a couple of, sometimes a couple yeah. of weeks that'll be really bad usually around this time I, I and it, then we'll be fine i you know? i always joke that it's winter week yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, like, dude, winter week. I'm like, I, I love it because I get to break out like my long sleeve stuff and my sweaters, and it's like so short lived. We had one day. It was like a Wednesday. I was like, you know, walking a dog, taking the garbage out, and I'm like, wow, it's kind of warm. Wow, I'm kind of warmed up. Nice. It's probably gonna be really warm tomorrow, and then freeze warning yeah. dropped down <laughs> to like 29. I'm like, what? the heck just happened it was like super warm last night and now we're in the 20s make it make sense it definitely <laughs> makes you appreciate when it gets warm though like i'm, I'm from new oh, york yeah. originally both from new york originally so we know what cold is up there and then i went to school in upstate new york for a little while it's it's it, that's that's cold like two feet of snow yeah. on the ground because no. it's just been snowing like every week and yeah it's no. that i don't don't miss that this is uh, i tiny asian you know <laughs> tiny brown asian girl nothing about this says cold or snow it says cold weather no i'm not i genetically not designed for cold weather at all there's there's nothing on me there's there's I'm, that's just skin that hurts right there's you'll get through this it, it, you'll be fine no it's gonna be give it a couple of weeks and it'll be back to normal yeah it'll be yeah, hot. then you'll be like god it's so freaking hot it's like i'm sweating <laughs> oh my god monday. yeah see went monday it'll yeah be like that. monday it'll be 78 oh. degrees again <laughs> christina i'm gonna let you go thank you so much for doing this i told you stick around for one second we're gonna say goodbye though thank you so much we appreciate you coming on i had a ball we went two and a half hours almost i'm i just realizing Woo! how long we went it's like one of our longest episodes Episodes, I think, but uh, I had a ball. And any time where I write down a whole bunch of questions before every podcast, any time that I don't ask most of the questions, other than the 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 the, uh, the 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 speed round at the end, that means it was a good podcast. If I just if, the, if we're just talking, it's great. So thank you so much. I appreciate you doing <laughs> this. And we'll put this out probably next week, like Wednesday, Thursday. I'll tag you and, and let you know that we launched. So uh, again, appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Take care. <laughs> She's awesome, right? Super cool, man. Wow. And that was a long one. That was one of our longest uh, our longest podcasts. Cool. I've got us clocked at, uh, let me see, at, at two hours and 28 minutes. That's because she really knows what she's talking about. Yeah. And she's fun. She's, you know, she's got a lot of information. She's fun to listen to. She's got a great yeah. take. Not only just, you know, a great jujitsu practitioner, but, you know, the she's got the, you know, you get that female voice. We have so many, you know, male guests and male competitors on the show that it's 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 great to, you know, to get that other side of the of, of of the of the coin essentially right you know you get the a different voice a different opinion to some of the same questions yeah you know absolutely
Absolutely. So, uh, hey, guys, we want to shout she, out. She, oh, she definitely sorry. helps raise awareness. Anyway, I just stuck <laughs> Ray, in there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I really Almost stuck re- that in there. Ray, okay. <laughs> so I, got a, I got a voodoo. That's funny that you did that. I got a voodoo. You didn't eat, That wasn't planned, by that the way. That was not planned. <laughs> shout out to Ray's. I got some, uh, some uh, emails to answer from them. I've been waiting just to put out some content and put out some stuff for, for Ray's. I really do love the drinks every time I have one. This one tastes really like an orange drink, you know, like a, like a, almost like a Gatorade, but you're getting the energy out of it. So cool. I really love them. They've been great. Um, hopefully they'll be doing some coffee. more stuff with I us. I honestly think they're better than coffee. You know, you Co- know what? Coffee will crash you at the end. You of know what? You know what I have in here? What? They sent us a bunch of packets of like, sperm. of, yeah, of, of what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ruined my last raise, com- like raise I'm shout out with farting. Awareness, you now know. you, now you've ruined it with sperm. <laughs> this is, this is we're, we're, so they're, they're not going to want to work with us. This one has the powder, has like an energy powder in it. Oh, okay. So uh, because it, there's not a ton in here, not a ton of water in here. I use like, just like a quarter of the package. It's great. I, I that, haven't had a coffee. I haven't had a coffee all day. Is that also from Ray's? Not this, not the container, okay. no, but no, I filled it with the, the, yeah, the yeah, they're, yeah, they're the containers oh, of powder shit. that they That's sent cool. us. Do you remember that whole? We yep. got that huge yep. bag of, of powder. So it's all bag, yeah. like like pre workout kind of stuff. So nice. they, you know, funny enough, and I don't think it's in the package, but I saw it online. They actually have a powder to help you go to sleep, oh. which you know, with like fight back CBD with the with the nighttime fight the CBD. I I love and need that help. So I'm going to check that one out as well. But this one, actually, I couldn't drink this during the show. I couldn't have them both. They help it's like energy drink and energy drink. And then drink. they help level you. They should call so the other one le- level. Legit, this is one that I've been drinking during the show. He's legitimately drinking. It, That's- it, you know what? It tastes like a, almost like without the fizz, it tastes like an orange soda. That's good. It tastes kind of like a, like my, my my memories of like a sun-kissed soda. Yeah, mm, it's not, like not, the, not the typical energy drink. Ray's, so. check them out. Let them know the dummy sent you. Um, so this one again, I I have this one will be for the ride home, but I, Not I didn't want to knock have the competition, but it tastes like gasoline with carbonated. You know, the I <laughs> I said it on the last the episode. Is, there's yeah. I have not ever I've never had a, an energy drink that actually like to have different fruit flavors. It's like a beverage. It's Bev, just always a like beverage. Ugh. Red Bull, Red yeah. Bull or Monsters. That's what I drank, and it's just kind of like yeah. the, you know, kind of the same taste. Let's uh let's uh, get our uh, our shout outs done for our Patreon sponsors. They include Carlson Gracie Winterhaven in Winterhaven, Florida, cgwinterhaven.com, and at Carlson Gracie underscore Winterhaven on Instagram. We've also got Big J down in Carlson Gracie Broward County in North Lauderdale, Carlson Gracie Broward County.com, and at Carlson Gracie Broward County. By the way, right, you know, Big J from, from sure. Carlson Gracie yep. is partners with uh, Rashad Evans yep. in. The new Black Zillions, right? Bringing the Black Zillions back. Rashad won last night. He won his fight. Oh, sweet. yes, he won his fight. Eagle Eagle FC. He won. Applause I didn't see the. Rashad. I know that he won. I haven't seen the whole fight yet. I'll find it. I'll, I've got to. Nice. I got to dig it out. Uh, I'm sure I'll see some highlights. But he won. And you know, funny enough, there were a couple of comments like, "Ah, what is he doing? He's doing it for the money. He's going to get his ass knocked out." I had a couple of comments. I have replied to those comments now. One guy says, 20 bucks, says he gets his head knocked off. I replied to that guy, uh, would you like to Venmo me your $20? Where? Cash <laughs> so, out, bro. Shout out to Rashad. Congratulations, man. Nice, sweet. We, we thank you guys for coming on the show and giving us the opportunity to break that news that they were coming back. So, that was awesome. Uh, yep. So yep. hope to have you guys back on soon. 
Yeah, because um, now they got to talk about what's going. What, this is this is a huge leap yeah. forward now. Yeah, you know, this winning, is. I mean, this is a great stepping helps, stone for winning the helps move the cause. <laughs> they've got some other guys coming out, so they've been posting about some of their other uh, kind of teammates that are going to be fighting. Sweet. Greg Hardy, who was going to fight in the UFC, right? Hit Alexi Olenek pulled out of the fight. Right. Then he like broke. I think he broke his finger. He in, Greg Hardy injured his finger, so he they they gave him a replacement to fight. So Greg was going to fight a replacement. Okay. And then he wound up fucking up his finger. So then he had to pull out of the fight. So that so he didn't fight. So wow. hopefully he'll uh, he'll have that battle with. Uh, Was with that a Alexa. typing incident? Typing injury? No. <laughs> they have not pointed it out in a video. But I was watching a like a Black Zillions promo video from recent. And I could see him get his finger caught in oh. something. And I'm wondering if that's the exact moment. I don't know if they realize they have it on film. Um, I'm not sure. Interesting. If like the guy that's cutting it was actually there or he just got the footage later. Right, right. But you could see him kind of like get his finger caught. And and I, I'm thinking that's maybe when uh, when he heard it. So oh, okay. uh, he put a he's actually again, I don't know if like the I don't know if he broke the finger, but like there's some uh there's a picture of his his finger stitched up on this side. So really got Oh, he might have tore it. Like yeah. tore the ligaments. I, 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 yeah. I don't if, know if, the if details. If it's the way but you were pointing, like it's backwards and hyper. I don't know if it hyperextended. I'm just saying, like he, like yeah. you could see, like there's stitches that on the outside. Bad. Yeah. So anyway, so let's uh, let's uh, also shout out John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. John Way Martial Arts dot com and John Way at John Way Martial Arts on Instagram. Uh, our individual podcast patrons include Jebediah Barra, Robert Walker, Frank House, Boa Athletics. You can check them out at. Boa underscore athletics, B-O-A underscore athletics on IG. Jason Smiley, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. If you'd like to support the show, visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. Join and be automatically entered every single month into our monthly giveaways to win up to or at least $100 in jujitsu swag. So what's jujitsu swag? It's either podcast tees, uh, CBD from from Fight Back. Uh, sometimes we have a sponsor come in with a with a gear two that will award. If you are a listener who sent a question that we use on the show, you're automatically entered into that drawing as well. So sometimes it's somebody just from Patreon, and sometimes it's it's somebody who sent the question. Right. So I usually post and, and congratulate them. So just keep an eye out for that stuff, guys. But again, Patreon.com forward slash Jujitsu Dummies, and uh, we appreciate all the support. Special thanks to Fightback CBD. Go to fightbackcbd.com and check out their growing line of CBD products. Find the best solution for your CBD needs and use code JJD to get 20% off your next purchase. Visit them on Instagram too at fightbackcbd. Special thanks to George Hernandez, Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage to your residential or commercial property in the state of Florida from flood or fire? Storms, theft and vandalism, even sinkholes, just to name a few. Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at HernandezClaims. All right, guys. At Jiu-Jitsu Dummies for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. You can donate to our scholarship program where we award one-year scholarships to veterans, first responders, and amazing kids. Now, remember, we did it with the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation, but we closed that so that we can just do them under the podcast. Under Makes the- things a lot easier. Yep. If you want to donate to help us 
you know, award the next scholarship. Again, click on the link on our Instagram page on the uh, link tree link. And you can see all the ways that you can donate. We've got our, you can Venmo us or you can uh, uh, donate through GoFundMe. And while we're talking about GoFundMe, let me throw that out there again about John, uh, my old training partner, uh, John Carlos. Uh, We've got his GoFundMe at the very top of that link tree. Please, if you donate, if you can, if you can't donate, please grab that link and share it. Share it with the jiu-jitsu community. Put it on your favorite jiu-jitsu page. He really can use the help. I'm telling you, I would not be uh, talking about him or mentioning it if he wasn't an awesome guy who's just going to be, you know, he, it, obviously, right, cancer. I mean, fall, I don't want to say falling on hard yeah, times. Yeah. This is really shit crappy deal. shit yeah. deal. He is an amazing guy. And he is just, you know, just trying to do the right thing for his family. And I know it's not easy for someone to come out and ask for help. But, um, yeah. he, you know, for him to come out and ask people to help him, it, you know, that, that took a lot of courage. I know, that, I know that that's not easy. So at very least, please pull that link, share it where you can. And again, we appreciate it if you donate. If you donate over $100, $100 or better, let me know. Send me the receipt. Take a snapshot of it on your phone, and I'll send you out a podcast mug for for helping. So, thank you guys. Cool beans. All right. I'm at Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. I'm bad words. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I don't know. We're both like, what's my Instagram? Some We're getting days, old. Some days I do. Some <laughs> days I do. bad works. B a d w e r k s on IG. And Miguel. Oh, Miguel's oh, not here. Wait, hit the tiny little voice. Hi. He's jumping up Hi. trying to reach the mic. Hi, uh, hopefully Miguel I'm will be back scrunch. next week, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. Stay safe. Peace, love, and jujitsu, baby. Oh,